to make our selection, I will invite up our former fifth overall in 2005, Carey Price. Bonsoir. Le Canadien de Montréal are proud to select David... We planned it that way. David Reinbacker. Reinbacker. Well, that was an interesting Wednesday night. Uh, welcome, everyone. Danny here. Welcome back uh, to the Coast to Coast podcast. Welcome to episode uh, three. I'm here with my buddy, March. March, how are you today? I'm good. Good weather outside. And um, we're doing a little earlier uh, on a on day. Usually we do this podcast later at night, so I'm a little more awake. But uh, yeah, I'm okay. How about yourself? Doing very well as well. Uh, it's been a, an interesting week, a short work week for me, so can't complain heading into the long weekend now, so nothing but good stuff. That's good. Yeah. Well, um, obviously we wanted to revisit the draft uh, following the, the first round, and uh, we kind of waited, wanted to also change our mind as well and, and review it uh, after the, the, second, uh, the second day. So that's behind us now. Um, before we head into this, did you want to quickly go through some of the things that happened since the last episode and, uh, and, and comment maybe on them? Uh, yeah, we've got lots to kind of go over here. Um, we're going to try and get through through them. I mean, there's been stuff like the NHL awards. There's been trades. Uh, there's not. There's been. There wasn't as many trades promised on the draft floor, but uh, uh, there's been some significant moves. And um, I think there's some other stuff as well we can talk about. So, where do you want to start? Probably the uh, the awards. I mean, I, I don't have really have much to say about them, but probably the awards. Okay, perfect. Um, so we're not going to go through all of them I, unless you, you have something really caught your mind, uh, caught your eye. But um, uh, first one, I guess it's uh, the Bill Masterson Award uh, to Chris Lethang. I think this one goes without saying with all the health issues he's had. It's very serious, serious ones. Um, I'm usually someone who looks at this reward uh, award and kind of, you know, have my own thoughts on it. Uh, but sometimes mm-hmm. you really have some worthy candidates like this year with Chris. So, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not too familiar with what he's had to go through. I mean, I think I did hear something earlier in the season. However, uh, um, he's been having strokes. He's been having. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The, the blood yeah, clots the and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the strokes. Yeah, that's. See, this is how. This is yeah, perfect. I, we we're doing a hockey podcast, and I'm, I'm just uh, not even in, in in tune with hockey here. Okay. No, yeah. no, no, that's a, good. You can't well, keep up with everything at the same time. So. <laughs> yeah. I think he had the stroke. Did he have the stroke during the regular season? He did, and I think what time also during the playoffs. I could be wrong here. Or he missed the playoffs mm-hmm. because of it. One of those two things, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a reoccurring theme with him. I uh, hopefully that uh, they have things are con- under control. So again, yeah. we don't want to make this. Uh, this is not uh, uh, Grey's Anatomy here, but uh, you know, just wanted to quickly shout out to uh, Chris Latang. Um, I was going to talk about two awards. Um, the other one seemed pretty, pretty you know standard. Um, I will say Maddie Beneers winning the Calder got me $118. So I saw that. Yep. 
I'm very happy about that. And uh, I did call. I did also bet on Chicago being last in the NHL, and I didn't win that because it was uh, somebody else. I forgot who. Yep. Uh, Anaheim or Columbus, but they ended up still getting the first overall pick, so I think I deserve half of the money. Did you? Um, did you get that? No, no, no. Uh, I lost it. Okay. I got permanently banned from uh, Bet365, so they will not be sponsored on this uh, podcast. Definitely not. Uh, and, uh, much less. <laughs> um, I think I, I'm looking at it here. It's Anaheim. That was the worst in the yeah. league, followed by Columbus and, and Chicago. So. Oh, okay. Okay. So they're just Chicago. Yeah, it's Chicago and Anaheim swapped. Okay. Um, I wanted to also talk about the Norris Trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have a bit of a... Uh, the Norris remind me again, and I'm just making a joke here, but like this is for the most offensive defenseman, right? Yeah, this is my problem with it. <laughs> um, I like Eric Carlson. He's won it three times, but the, he's, you know, and I'm not a huge plus minus person, but he was minus 26, one of the worst teams in the NHL. And it's just like, there's guys like, I don't know, there's guys on the Bruins who were so detrimental. There's Devin Taves. There's just, there's, there's, there's defensemen that I believe, like, like you should be looking at it both as, sure, offensive, but you should also be looking at defense because that's what the, the position's about. And if you're just going to be like, you know, the, the guy with 100 points gets the, the award, then why don't we have two Norrises or two, two defensive awards, the most offensive and the most defensive? Um, because and I think that's goes into my that goes into the the topic around uh, why in the draft or free agency we value offense over defense even if defense wins championships. It's like a freak um, show. It's like a freak show. Like oh look at this defenseman. He's not supposed to, but he scored a hundred points. Yeah, but if the guy is not even paying attention to his room to his uh, zone, I mean that's kind of why his plus minus is a disaster. But he has so many points. So it goes against everything yeah. you mentioned, I mean, like in terms of and, uh, what a defenseman should be. Yeah. And a lot of the plus minus also comes from being there, being on the ice. Like I said, plus minus is really iffy because he could just be, he could be getting off the ice and the goal scored. He could be getting on the ice and the goal scored. Um, he could be on for a lot of power play goals. He, so a lot of his points might be power play points. Um and then he, you know, the moment the power plays over, they get scored on and he's on the same ship. So it's really iffy. It's, that's why, but at the same time, like, I just feel like, he, I, I don't think he was the best defenseman. I just think mm-hmm. he was the, the, had the most points. And I, but, but that doesn't say that I don't like him. But anyways, that's, that's my rant about the, the Norris. And I think a lot of people hold the same. Hopefully they can make a, a defensive uh, award and, and give it to uh, Vlasic. Uh, call it after Vlasic when he retires in, in, I, in I 25 gonna, years. Yeah, I was going to mention that. If I mean, I don't know if he's like that anymore. That's it. Nice voice yeah. crack. I don't, I don't know if he's like that anymore, but um, he's he's. I would consider him like, especially when he played with. I think he played with Weber on Team mm-hmm. Canada. Yeah, it's like like I'd consider him the best defensive defenseman. And there's other guys like 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 who, you know, Boston with McAvoy or, or Carlo, or there's players that, you know, that are really or maybe Petrangelo, uh, Martinez. Like I don't know. There's players I think that are better defensively than Carlson, but they don't get as many points and they don't get, they don't get value. Exactly. But oh well. 
And then again, you're like, you know, the last thing I want to say about this is you don't want it also to become like a, a shot blocking uh, ability. Like George is going to have no, uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, the Hall of Fame of uh, shot blocks, <laughs> you know, so. Uh, yeah, no, that's true. I, I agree with that as well. Like if it was the other way around, I'd still be complaining because I'd be like, well, like look at Carlson. You got 100 points as a demon. Exactly. They so, just need to split the uh, the award, too, I, I think. I think you need, yeah. Yeah, that's, I think that's the solution, yeah, whether people like it or not. Anyways. Uh, anyway, any other uh, trophies you want to talk about? Um, I have to say, I you know when we when you make a mistake, I think you have to admit it. So, I made a mistake about the Jack Adams. I to be <laughs> the lottery. I thought um, Bruins will be winning Bedard. Um, just like I, I saw, like Marchand oh, yeah. being yeah, completely yeah. out for the season and half the season at least. And I thought Boston are going to be uh, the worst team in the league and win Bedard. And they turned out to be historically win- winning the records for the best team of the season. Um, and I also gave the Jack Adams to DJ Smith. And right now, as it stands, we don't even know if he's going to get fired or not. So there you go. That's what happens when you predict, I, uh, you know. I was going to say, um, are you looking at that Excel spreadsheet? No, but we should actually mention that. You want to talk I was going to say that. Like, I think that would have been a, a good thing to bring up for this because I wonder who I had winning that. Um, I, I, I do agree. I had the Bruins starting their rebuild this year. I was like, you know what? They've aged out. I don't think they're going to be good. Uh, this is, you know, like it's it's Pasternak's last year. And, exactly. Uh, Allmark, like how good's he going to be? And, and you know, the stars aligned for them in the regular season, not so much in the playoffs, but it was just a total, total opposite of what Completely. I thought they were going to – total opposite. So, um, yeah. Uh, the only thing I want to say about maybe Jim Montgomery, uh, he did an interview with Chris Nyland. I really think people, if they, if they have some time to kill, to go watch that. Um, I got to know him a little bit. He's the guy who had some alcohol issues and was fired and he had to resign and he was uh, canceled and the whole thing. But um, he was never never like a racist or anything like that. But he actually was uh, was an alcoholic, I believe. And um, uh, his story, and, and I really got to, to appreciate a lot. He's from Montreal, by the way, for those who don't know. So he's a Montreal guy, just like Kent Hughes, uh, an Anglophone. Mm-hmm. And um, I really enjoyed that interview. I got to learn. He, he has a lot of respect for his locker room. And I think it's very humbling, the locker room that he has. Kind of similar to what Dubas has with Crosby. So these you know, these uh, authority figures, they really change their tone when they're surrounded by these Hall of Famers. Um, I don't want to talk about anything else in terms of uh, the, the Mark Messier reward. Maybe it should, should be renamed something else. Um, <laughs> the Nuts fans would agree. <laughs> exactly. And then um, the Vezina. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure all Mark would trade in his, his trophy for uh, a win in the uh, the playoffs, but one extra win. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, that's that. that like when he his performance, I immediately thought like the play. <laughs> I think this should extend to the playoffs a bit. This award because uh, yeah. my God, the guy was um, pretty bad, but uh, he was fantastic in the. It's it, it's very similar to Aiden Hill. I mean, like these are both two goalies that you would have considered just to be AHL backups. I mean, yeah. uh, at one point in their careers, and now they're you know making five, six million or whatever, and yeah. it's uh, good for them. I I, I like that. Um, that's pretty much it on my side. I found I found it was pretty, you know, I don't know, kind of bizarre that there's an award in the NHL for a, a player that doesn't have an NHL contract. Uh, in terms of uh, Connor Bedard winning the, uh, I don't even know what this EJ McGuire award is, but um, 
yeah, yeah, I was just found, I thought it was funny. Like, yeah, is that, is everyone eligible for this uh, excellence uh, award? You know, it's a, is my hairdresser uh, eligible as well? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, the first thing I, I, someone told me when this award was given out was uh, how does so how's it. How does Connor Bedard win an NHL award if he's not even exactly. in the NHL? Exactly. And um, and I completely forgot that Lane Hudson won this. So, really? Uh, oh, yeah. So, so. <laughs> maybe we should look and, out and, for uh, Jonathan Taves winning at the NBA. Uh, uh, something in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess this is just in terms of hockey. I I I, I don't think yeah. it. I don't think it revolves just around the NHL. Um, excellence. I, like I said, I don't, I'm not too sure what the. Yeah, what the constraints of this award is, but hey, good for him. There we go. Next up, um, any comments on Joel Bouchard uh, being the head coach in uh, in the AHL for Tampa? Mm. Um, Trader. <laughs> <laughs> buy a dog. You should buy a dog. <laughs> hey, that's my tweet. I know. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, I, I liked him, and and then then Dale Weiss had his opinions on Joel Bouchard and I thought, well, come on, man. Like, and this was a bias of me. Like I'm not a hypocrite. Yeah. I'm not going to say that I'm always right. I, 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 I liked Joel Bouchard and then I called Dale Weiss an idiot because uh, well, I didn't call him an idiot, but I thought, you know, he was making stuff up because, you know, you're a fourth liner yeah. in the NHL. Like you're probably just mad that he, he's, he's favoring some um, younger ones. Yeah, exactly. So uh, he was in Anaheim with the San Diego Goals. I don't know what their record was um, recently, but uh, Tampa seems to. I mean, Tampa did just get Guliev. Okay, I'm not going to get into the draft right now, but okay. they've got prospects. Okay, so yeah. um, I don't know. I don't know what Joel Bouchard is anymore because, to tell you the truth, as the, I I thought he was going to be the next Habs coach, and then he just you know whatever. The only thing is, since you brought up Dale Weiss, I have to say I'm a Dale Weiss fan. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I've, I've, uh, I don't know. Jo- Joel Bouchard has uh, gives me a little bit of vibes of a used car salesman. So um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, he's one of those guys that just talks a lot. And I don't know. So they're very aggressive, very mean. Uh, so I can I can understand why someone sweet like uh, Dale Weiss might not like him. So I don't know. Um, I've had interactions before with De Luis. He's a very good guy. I, you know, we've seen his, his friendship with P.K. Subban. It just seems that his, that, that entire organization was just not a fan of everyone associated with P.K. Um, if you remember that, uh, him and him and De Luis were really, really close. And I think it was I don't know. So yeah, a little bit I of remember. a little bit of politics I, there. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I remember. I think De Luis was upset that um, the brass made them vote for a captain, and I, I'm pretty sure De Luis voted for P.K. Um, yeah. but uh, yeah, that's that's politics, and that's behind us. But but yeah. All right. Enough about uh, anything else you want to talk about for the for the awards? No, no, that's about it. I didn't watch the show. I I, I do like the fact that uh, I didn't either. Following the, I, I but I do like the fact they're following the NHL city. It's not just in Vegas. But I'm I, I am a hypocrite here. I do think the draft should always be held in Montreal. So, <laughs> uh, but I do like Vegas as an, an award, and it, like where you win awards, like it just it's it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I, Nashville made sense. Like everyone's wearing cowboy hats, and it's yeah. it, I don't know. It's just I think it's a little flavor, 
and 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 it's another event for a fan base to go and see like if it, to tell you the truth the awards were held in arizona i wouldn't mind them i think it'd be i think it'd it be was good. good for them yeah yeah all right um this one i want to talk about just because to be very honest with you i would have never never seen this coming um i would have seen like i understand fully why it happened and it was the right thing to do by briere uh but trading uh kevin hayes um, he was able to retain half of it and you know look even at four million i think kevin hayes is an overpay uh, when it comes to san Luis. um that's just my opinion as well but it I have to talk about it just because we have some contracts as well. Like every team has a bad contract somewhere. And if if Philadelphia were able to, to get rid of the Kevin Hayes contract, then I think anyone can get get rid of any contract. Um, maybe we should do an episode on just bad contracts one day. But what are your mm, thoughts yeah. on the Kevin Hayes trade? I, I like it for Philadelphia because they already they, they, they've, they have this Noah Cates guy coming up who's just fantastic. Um, I believe he, he was he was almost in every list for the awards. It seems like Selkie, he was up there. Uh, you know, there's another one he was up there. Like this guy just came out of nowhere, and he's a center. Um, they've already got Morgan Frost. They've got Couturier down the middle. Um, Kevin Hayes was expensive. They they don't mind eating some cap, and and I I think it's a smart trade, and I I, I don't mind Kevin Hayes. When he signed that contract, which was seven by seven, I thought, yeah. "Wow, this is expensive." Mm-hmm. I feel like that's just a free agency signing, like Carl Olsner or, or yeah. Lucic six by six or Louis Erickson or whatever. And it was just like we need we this is the only guy we got. And I feel like, you know, kind of going off track here, but I feel like this free agency is going to come down to that as well. But anyways, oh, you think there's um, going to be some overpaying? Oh yeah, I, this okay. is a not this is not a good free agency in my opinion. Okay. Um, Kevin Hayes, I, I think it's okay. Um, at first, I thought, well, that means Ryan O'Reilly isn't coming back or they don't want to bring him back, but they could still bring him back. Um, I, I don't know how much cap space St. Louis has. However, uh, if he's a third-line center for $4 million, I mean, there's a lot of third-line centers worse that are about mm-hmm. the same price. Uh, maybe bottom six minutes will be good for this guy. He's, he's, he's probably, I think, 33 or something. He's a little older. He's getting there, but... Uh, yeah, he's good. I, I don't mind it. It's for sixth round pick, and I don't know how many years he has left, but I think it's okay for both teams, especially Philadelphia. Um, yeah, I mean he's thirty one, uh, but I'm you know oh, okay. I, I don't know. It's I'm just never been a. Uh, yeah, obviously he didn't he didn't get the contract uh, out of an accident either. I mean I think he earned it as well, but I don't know. It's just I would have never done that. I mean good on for doing it i guess it's beginner's luck on his side and doing the right moves but um next one is uh anheim uh kind of copying their california neighbor with uh, Marlowe uh, being hired by the sharks uh it's their turn to hire uh getzlav um not sure if you saw that he was named the player development coordinator in anaheim so... i i did not see that at all <laughs> okay that's I'm good. just learning about this now, which is fantastic. You probably shared it with yeah. me, and I didn't even. <laughs> I probably retweeted this, but uh, yeah, again, it's probably an opportunity to plug our uh, our tweet, uh, our Twitter handle for uh, for the podcast. Um, be oh, sure nice. to follow us on on the podcast. Our uh, our hat is at C two C T H P. So C two C T H P, the Coast to Coast Hockey Podcast. 
And um, yeah, so he was named there. I think he'll do good things. Um, he was probably at home. He already has a house. He just needs somewhere to drive and get paid to uh, to go talk to the players. So it's a good, <laughs> it's a good job for him. Yeah. Um, good for him. Okay. Uh, next one is a big one. I will let give you the floor on this one, just because you probably know more about that player than myself. But this one is about the uh, the famous uh, new hook trade to Montreal. Uh, yeah. So I did not see this coming. Um, um, my initial reactions, I was very happy. Um, I'm still happy. So here's a little insight. So the 2019 draft, I was, I was there and <sighs> Caulfield fell into our lap, but no one expected Caulfield. To, I, I, everyone thought Philadelphia was going to get Caulfield. If Caulfield was taken by Philadelphia, my pick was Newhook. Newhook went at 16. Uh, Caulfield went at 15. I've I've liked Newhook. I, he's been constricted to bottom six minutes in Colorado, despite it being a good team. Um, I believe he's been uh, restricted with guys like Matt Nieto, Logan O'Connor. It's like it's not like you know I wouldn't call them all stars here. Yeah. Um, you know he's not playing with McKinnon and and, and Ranton in it, so. I, I think immediately he, he fits in our top six. He's a center, uh, not the greatest face-off stats, um, but a left shot so he can play left wing, which is sparse on Montreal. Um, initially, I said to myself, that's perfect. The first, which is number 31 from Florida, and our second-round pick, I said, first of all, I don't even care about that 31st overall pick. I just cared about number five. Mm-hmm. Now that I go back, as to so that pick, just an FYI for everybody, that pick was traded to Colorado and then traded to Tampa from Colorado for Ross Colton. And so Tampa made the selection in the first round with Montreal's former Florida pick at number 31. And like I said, I'll get, I'll get into it when we get into the draft. I'll probably expand on, on what I think about that first round pick. But uh, the second round, that's eh, okay. I like him. I think it's exactly like... Um, the doc acquisition. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm going to stop stealing from people I've heard of. Uh, there's a, a steal buddy away. Of mine mentioned. I'm not going to steal, but I'm going to just <laughs> give credit to a buddy of mine who said, who, who, who and I agree with this 100. percent Canadian teams don't rebuild. Canadian teams do an accelerated rebuild. Mm-hmm. Canadian teams don't wait it out for five six years. What they do is they always trying trade the pick for the player the young player trade the pick trade the pick try and get guys they've got some guys in their system that are ready um that come up and immediately they're like hey let's we need to start building around them let's trade these picks even if they're they're high picks um i think that's what montreal is doing you have to look at who they're acquiring from the 2019 draft montreal acquired kirby doc last year they acquired new hook this year they already have caulfield as three players in the first round from the 2019 draft who were all 21, 22. Mm-hmm. Um, in the draft, they ha- they drafted overagers, so 19, 20 years old, uh, who are playing in men's leagues. So what I'm immediately what I'm looking at is they're not willing to, to go for young 18-year-old players who might take a few years. And that is also another thing I'm going to talk about in the draft regarding a certain someone who Montreal didn't select. Yeah. Um, but, I wonder who. <laughs> yeah, but I like I like it, and I think he'll work out. He's he's 
he's Ryan Leonard to me. He's a, he's a bit of a bulldog. He he really likes to if 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 you want Gallagher with some skill who can actually uh, keep up with the puck, this is him. He's young, Newhook? and I think he's gonna yeah, and I think he's gonna he's got skill, and he's he's a he's a bit of a a nuisance in the corners. Um, he's he's got really good hockey sense. I don't know about his playmaking or shooting. That's something I have to look into. Yeah, but um, but uh, but I liked him when he got picked, and I liked him, and he's from uh, BC, the British Columbia Hockey League (BCHL) uh, in Victoria. Um, and yeah, I, I, I like it. We'll see if it pays off. Um, in a way, that trade was kind of so. If we're if we're looking at the two picks, uh, we'll say it's Mikhail Guliev. At the first and Ross Colton because they got Ross Colton, so yeah, we'll see if that uh, that adds up and pays off. But I I like it. What are your thoughts? I I'm okay with it, except if except for the second round pick. I think the second round pick should the first round pick should have should have been enough. And and you can package any I call them U hauls, but like any any of those uh, extras from the Bergevin era, uh, you can give them all you need, all you can eat. Uh, pass to Sakic to uh, to pick up whatever he wants. Yeah, um, I agree. I thank you for mentioning this because I was actually when you asked me about the trade, that was in my head, and then I lost it. I, yeah. I didn't. I, I did miss the second round pick today because that would have been nice to have. Um, not as much as the first. I cared more about the second, which is interesting to say. But but that's Tampa's pick. They they kept the second pick, um, and the first round pick Colorado kept it. So they actually, like what what happened and what ended up happening here is Colorado they essentially downgraded. Well, if you if you think that Ross Colton is worse than a Newhook or Newhook is way better than Ross Colton, uh, essentially what happened is Colorado accepted downgrading a little bit from Newhook to get Ross Colton, and they got paid for it a first round pick. Basically, that's what happened. Am I am I out to lunch, or did they get uh, Ross Colton for a first or a second? No, they got it for the second. That's that's what I'm saying. Like Tampa, they picked at 37 today, um, and Colorado picked at 31st. Yeah, they, oh, Florida, Colorado ended up. Okay. No, that's the thing. Okay. Is Colorado ended up for New Hook, having Florida's pick at 31. Okay. And, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're right. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. That's kind of what pisses me off a little bit here is because Ross Colton, I actually have seen him play before um, just because it's easier to watch games on the East Coast. Um, more more interesting hockey, I think, in my mind. And I've seen Ross Colton in the playoffs actually make a difference before. I can't really speak about Newhook. I actually know somebody here in Calgary who used to play with Newhook when he was a kid. And oh, yeah. My, yeah, my first text message was to him and saying, hey, by the way, your friend was traded. And... Um, so I, he gave me like really good insight on him. Not that I, I'm not a scout or anything like that, but I, I think we'll trust the process. You know me, like I, I'm not a huge, huge fan of Baron, but you are, and then, so that just tells me that you know uh, maybe Hughes and and Kent, um, Hughes and, and Gordon, you know what they're doing with, with those picks. Um, the only funny thing is I, I would say is you know they weren't kidding huh? when they said they wanted to build a team like Colorado. I just didn't know that they're <laughs> gonna go and pick up every Colorado player there is. <laughs> So I do. I do have a thing to say about Joe Sackage uh, later mm. today. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty much it on this trade. I think it's going to be good. I look if he if he plays with, uh, on the left side with Caulfield and and um, and Suzuki, fantastic. Then we found our. I would have paid any time Florida's pick and the second to get that 
you know, if it's a, if it's the solid number one complementary piece for those two players, then I'm very okay with that. Um, but if it's gonna be a guy we're gonna get, and and then it's like Lars Eller, and we don't know, and he's gonna be third and the fourth, and Evans, and come back here and go on the left and the right, then I would say this is crap, you know. But if, if he solidifies one of the two positions on the first or second line, then I'm okay with that. I was gonna say I agree, um, but at the same time, saying saying it's it's crap. And I know what you're saying because it's a first and a second. But I think now we have to look at it as to who was taken in those two, those two picks, yeah, and and judge it that way. So like I said, Ross Colton and Mikhail Guliev, yeah, or yeah. So, um, in a way, it's like okay, does does New Hook live to a, a better expectations or a better career than those two players? I think it's a win, despite it being a first and a second, which which holds more value. Like a first round pick at 31, I think holds more value than just a, a player picked at 31. So, you know what I mean? Um, but we'll see. Like I said, I think he's going to slide into the top six right away. There's there's no one on the left wing that's going to push him out. That center, there's definitely players pushing him out. But I think, um, I think Montreal... And look, if it trading. frees up, and if he's actually a good centerman, and if free, it frees yeah. up Doc to go play with the with the two kids, then I'm okay with that too, you know? Like, that, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fine as well. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, we'll see how that turns out. The guy from Newfoundland, I, I think, is you know closer to home now. He knows Baron. He knows uh, Gouli. Um, yeah. Who else, uh, who else he, he played with? Probably um, knows Caulfield a bit from the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, but I yeah. think also he played on Team Canada with one of our guys as well. Uh, I can't remember everybody now. Oh. But I think Doc was on that team. Yeah, Doc was on yeah. that team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Doc was on the team. Was anyone else? Baron. Um, yeah, I'll yeah. look it up. But, yeah. yeah, it seems like there's a little bit of a connection already, and that's good. I, like, I, like I said, I, every trade, like this trade immediately, like I said, I saw New Hook, and I was like, ah, uh-uh, win. I don't care what they traded. And I saw the first and the second, and it didn't really react to that. Um, but, oh, well, like you said, we'll see. All right. Um Good. Uh, the next one is uh, well, the calendar. I think we'll have ample time to talk about that in the future. But then, yeah, the, the regular season calendar is out. Usually, from just a, as a personal anecdote, usually this is the time where I start looking at, um, you know, doing trips abroad and, and going to see games in other cities. So mm-hmm. I don't know yet. I'll have to examine this and see where I can take off. We're yeah. gonna have to send a camera crew with you, eh? Look, uh, do I look like have CV here or? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're gonna give have me the to, media uh, pass and and go uh, chill with the. Uh, hey, imagine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're talking seems to like, Friedman. Yeah, it seems like yeah, exactly. <laughs> Interviewing Friedman. Yeah. Um, good. Um, let's see what else we we can talk about. Uh, I think we can kind of jump into the to the uh, to the draft unless you wanted to bring something else the only thing i want to say about the regular season is um for those that just as a as a you know we, we promised our audience to be goofy a little bit um for those that didn't catch what chicago did with their regular schedule um go take a look at either their i guess twitter or instagram um they made hot dogs for each team you should uh, do you know what i'm talking about march yeah i i watched a bit of it and yeah. then I said, what the heck's going on? So they made a hot dog for each team, and their calendar is like just a bunch of hot dogs from every city. So, <laughs> um, you know, you got the 
you know the uh the golden knights they have like a little stanley cup hot dog yeah they do yeah i see this yeah so yeah it's just just yeah the toronto one has drake's face on it and and (laughs) yeah i see uh, this yeah abs one has a poutine in it so i don't know (laughs) that's pretty good i like that and and i think chicago really well obviously they won the draft Mm -hmm. but i think uh i think they really let up to this draft for some funny things. And, and I, I wanted to talk leading into the draft about uh, their GM, Kyle Davidson and his interview on the street. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people kind of know about that one already, yeah. but I thought that was so awesome. I thought that was great. It was. Um, and he was like pretty frank about it. If it was stage, I would have been like, I wouldn't care less. Yeah. But, I know. Um, he mentioned somewhere in the other interviews, I'm not sure if you heard it, but like he was saying that I, I initially was walking with someone. I don't remember who, um, he mentioned it, but I don't remember who. But he, he yeah. was walking with that person. He was asked for an interview. He immediately said no. And then he was like, you know what? Why not? And then he came back and did it. So um, there you go. That, that was the, the interesting part for me on that one. Oh, yeah. Well, he, like you said, he, I mean, he's just like, I'm a, I'm a hockey fan. I, I know how, how, how much I'm a hockey fan of you. Uh, four out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, thanks, general manager. Uh, and then he starts naming every uh, Chicago Blackhawk. And, you know, this this interviewer should have got the hint here. But mind you, like I do, I wouldn't have recognized him if there was no caption or, or hey, there's an arrow saying, hey, this is Kyle Davidson. I would have mm-hmm. been like, this is just some random Nashville citizen. I know. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I would say, and I, wanna, I don't want to get into politics here, don't throw tomatoes at me, but I would say that the only player that he didn't mention was Andrew uh, Andrew Shaw. And we know what's where Andrew stands with the Kyle Beach stuff. So I found that pretty yeah. interesting. The guy is, is look, it doesn't matter really what, how, well, it matters, but like, you know what I mean? Like it's, he is still a figure within the organization and yet his GM doesn't even acknowledge his presence. I mean, he, he was naming Oduya and, and some random Campbell and I don't know what, and Andrew Shaw, who was pretty much a huge deal from, from, from their cup fronts wasn't even mentioned. I found that pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, like, I, like I would probably say that it was like, if he was to say who, who as a GM, if you, if someone was to ask him, who are the, the Blackhawks that mean the most to you or whatever, and he didn't say yeah, uh, Shaw or whatever, then I would say it, but like, this is just a street in- interview. I don't, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. So I just found that a little interesting, like some, something like the, there, I mean, the guy, he's very smart. Um, I think he's very smart just because of some things that he said, not in the interview, but like uh, around the interview. So mm-hmm. I think something w- went inside his head and, and just Shaw, it seems like it's a no, 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 uh, no item to, to bring up here. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of, um, well, some Nash Nashville random fans. Um, we saw the, the, you know, you heard the, you guys heard the uh, the clip in the beginning of this episode, and this kind of was the the highlight of the draft, uh, as far as I'm concerned. You want to jump into the to the uh, to the draft here? Uh, what are you talking about? Which clip? The draft. Oh, just in the, oh oh yeah. Sorry, I was like. Oh, so you went to watch it as well? Oh yeah. So I yeah we went to I, I usually it's a tradition for me. I go to Boston Pizza with some of my buddies, and we just watch on a big screen and. You, you know, it, it, I think the worst time I had there was when we picked my U because mm-hmm. we had already we had already paid for the bill at pick seventeen, 
and <laughs> we picked at 31. So it was like, oh, my goodness. Uh, so because Montreal had five, I was with a Canucks fan, so pick 11. And I was with a Jets fan, so pick 18. We were, it, was, it, was, it was good. It was fine. Um, and, and every time I'm there, it seems like I'm never happy. <laughs> But, well, uh, I mean, the Habs yeah. are the Habs don't even help either. I mean, it seems like I mean, you mentioned this, this is kind of your 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 take on this, but like the Habs, they always have something going on, right? With the draft, there's always something oh, yeah. happening with them. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's always something. It's it, it's like I said, um, it's been since twenty twenty seventeen since twenty seventeen. Every draft since twenty seventeen draft, Montreal has done something that gets a lot of coverage is like shocking is like really amazing it, always the i wouldn't say the talk of the draft there's like 31 other teams mm-hmm. but uh definitely a big point i mean 2017 we drafted ryan Kaling. you could sleep through the draft and wouldn't bother him but uh you know 2018 montreal drafts kakaniemi okay uh, kind of, I mean, I, I, I don't even remember the consensus at the time. I guess it was a bit off the board. He was ranked around eight. They picked him at three. 2019, they picked Caulfield. So that's a huge thing because he falls right into their laps. And, you know, the whole Philadelphia, we pick uh, from the U.S. National Development Program, Graham York. And it's like, there we go, <laughs> fans. <laughs> and uh, 2020, we drafted Gooley, but then a lot of people didn't like that because of Dawson Mercer, who's in New Jersey now. And Dawson Mercer is really good, but I, I think a lot of people have cooled it on Gooley because he's really good as well. Twenty twenty one, I think we all know who was drafted in twenty twenty one. If anyone remind me again, be, if anyone needs to be reminded, uh, uh, <laughs> Swedish prodigy uh, Logan Mayu, exactly, um, and Swedish courts uh, prodigy, yeah, exactly. Um, who a, a who, Swedish who uh, Swedish court uh, frequent flyer. <laughs> Who people have calmed down on and is probably a, a good player in the house prospect pool. Yep. And 2022, Uri Slavkovsky, obviously the in Montreal. And then this, or what happened in this draft, which um, we're going to lead into now. So um, before I start talking forever, I'd like to get your opinion as not only a Habs fan about their pick, but just, you know, your, your initial you know, what, what were you doing? Were you watching on your TV at home? Were you? Yeah, like, I did. Or... I had a long day at work, but I, I did uh, make a point for myself to be available during the, the draft. And I, again, shout out to the illegal streams out there um, <laughs> and, and, uh, and to the NHL for their blackouts and stuff. So um, <laughs> yeah. I did watch it. I enjoyed it. I thought, um, look, if I'm being completely honest, it was, uh, I didn't really, you know, past for obvious reasons, past the fifth and sixth pick, I was uh, and the seventh, I guess I was uh, pretty much out of it, uh, mostly processing what happened. Um, my favorite part mm-hmm. yeah. of the whole evening was Gary Bettman being booed and and saying yeah. to everybody, That's "You can do yeah. better." You know, <laughs> I, I love that. I yeah, yeah. He's a yeah. He's fine. I will say. I will say. I don't know what your opinion on him is, yeah. but and I might get a lot of flack for this, but he's. I wouldn't say I love him, but he's starting to win me over a bit with some of his quips and some of the I things know. he's been doing with the league. And I don't know, like I like when I say he's the best commissioner ever, I can't say he is or not because I haven't seen another one. Yeah, but um, no, uh, I am. I am not on the. Yeah. Look, if if I am me and you were were at the draft, we would boo him, right? For sure. <laughs> yeah, of yeah. course. But and, and yeah. 
but I, I, I will like I don't really have anything malicious against the guy. Exactly, and I, 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 I'm going to talk about that right now in terms of yeah. booing people. People booed, um, and I don't know what you feel about this, but when say you trade a player yep. and he comes back to your city, yep, and and people boo him, people get really uptight with with people booing. No, it's, and I'm thinking. It's well, I'm love. thinking like it's yeah, exactly. Like I just think like boo, you're on the other team. Exactly. Like, like I wouldn't if I was booing. I'd be like boo. I wouldn't Same be like. if you're at work, guts. you yeah, sometimes you boo, you boo uh, people at work when they're going on vacation. Like oh boo, you know like yeah, exactly. Like like that's what I don't think. Maybe there's a few people that do it maliciously and like yeah. hate them, but that's the majority. Is just like boo. Like every time he touches the puck, I, I think um, I don't know the last player to do that was. I don't think the no got booed. But um, no, never. That yeah, because you know, because it's just over. Yeah, exactly. But there's like, Subban. Did he get booed? Definitely. Subban got uh, booed a little bit. Um, Domi. Domi was booed. Domi was booed big time. Kakniemi is booed for. <laughs> he will be reason. booed for the. I think even like after he retires, you know, <laughs> he'll be walking the groceries in Finland and he's gonna be get booed again. So exactly. So yeah, yeah but if there's there's yeah one. One, you're, you're, it's not malicious, and the other one is like, you know, this guy is a traitor or whatever. Anyway, uh, one yeah, thing that so... caught my eye was uh, Bedard. Was um, I don't know if you remember seeing this, but like he was like taking big breaths. I don't know why, like he, maybe he was nervous, maybe he was. I saw that too, yeah. You I, saw, I that. I that, saw was, that, I did. It was yeah. kind of interesting to see, you know, like what the hell is that? He's like, probably, yeah. probably nervous of the stage fight because maybe, um, I mean. Yeah, everyone's expecting it, and and you know Kyle Beach, Kyle Beach. There you go, Chicago. Yeah, exactly. Kyle Davidson, uh, Kyle Davidson led up uh, with a, a decent kind of setup to the pick. And, I mean, he's um, had two months to think about it. So yeah, exactly. So, and and I, this is a this is a pet peeve of mine. When when it says when it's number one overall and it's a consensus number one overall like Bedard, why is the team sitting at the table just looking at the sky? Just get up and make the pick. Like we don't have all night. Like I think just, what happens is I think they have to like submit it to the league and the league they have to accept it and then they can go announce it. Okay, yeah, they. I think I think they do. I think they do it on the computer and they just yeah. click it and then imagine you misclick. <laughs> Misclick and you, uh, Dvorsky, uh, first overall. You know what? I was talking with somebody. And I was saying, you know what? It would be so funny if you were to like, what they should have done was the, they should have, the whole brass should have got up and they should have walked. And then Davidson should have turned around and said, hey, let's go back. And it's like they're thinking. <laughs> of, <laughs> and that, just that, like, yeah. this drama. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, one, one other thing that I mentioned is also like, I think the setup this year in Nashville was outstanding. I'm not sure if it's the same setup that they now do for every draft. Maybe you can remind me a little bit. But that whole floor along the side of each side, that was like really, really nice. I agree. I, I, I thought when I remember they took a picture of it, or Friedman sent a picture or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, this looks a bit different. Like it looks a little it looks official. a little more clean and yeah, exactly, official. And and I like it. I, I thought it was good. I I really hope this. the NHL like this. They stick with this and not like have it next year, like uh, you know those Costco white plastic tables like uh, everywhere. And um, yeah, I think the, the Montreal one looked okay. I think the one yet last night or the, the day before was really really nice. Mm, yeah, I did watch um, 
and if anyone who's listening is an NBA fan, I'm sorry, but uh, I do not like how they do the draft in the NBA. How did um, so instead of the the teams on the floor, mm-hmm. um, the, the the players are on the floor, and they're at round tables with their parents and stuff. And Adam Silver, the commissioner, makes the pick. So he says, he says the pick. Where you know, uh, whatever they're. It's a long day for him. Yeah, and he says it. And whether uh, maybe he doesn't do it in the second, to, I don't know how many rounds they have. Yeah, but maybe it's just the first round. And but and so then like the a player wedding. gets up. Yeah, and the player gets up, and you know, and he doesn't put on a jersey. So I guess the NBA is not huge on jerseys. He just picks up the hat, and they have the hats on on pedestals in order of the selections and the okay. guy just goes up and takes the hats and puts on the hats and then i don't know where he goes he goes in the back or something but he's just gone and then adam silver okay the next pick and i'm like that's interesting but like no i like ours better i do like ours because it's it's like it's front and center and batman or bill daly or batman announcing trades yeah. and it gets it a reaction and and, and they go up, and we have moments like Carey Price or Pecorine mm. or, 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 you know, like I've watched the Slavkovsky pick from 2022 a lot because I do. Re- I, I'm, I'm very weird. I love the way he says the pick. Like that's so. I was really hoping they were going to say the pick really nicely, but they didn't. So, uh, no, me too. <laughs> so, I like I like the way like uh, if if I don't remember the team now. I think it's Winnipeg. It's either Winnipeg or Columbus. They they were weird. They were saying like where the player is from at the end. I don't know if you heard that. Oh, you know, like and, uh, the name yeah. from, from yeah. this country, from this team. Okay, NBA does you... it the same. Oh, okay. Yeah, NBA does that, and that, that's another thing I found weird about it. They'd be like, "This guy from here," and it's like, "What?" Like the the, exactly. the, 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 the a lot of the buildup is hearing Slovakia team or or U.S. national development or exactly or or from the Moose Jaw Warriors or whatever. So always should be the name finishing it. I I agree. I agree. Um, okay. Um, you know, I, I think you called it last time that uh, Anaheim might do something funny on the second <laughs> Yes. Um, <laughs> I watched it. I, I only was thinking of you when uh, when the second uh, the second you know that second pick came in. Uh, they kept saying, "Oh, Verbeek is going to make something special," and I was like, "Okay, great," but I was not expecting this. So this is kind of where kind of ruined it a little bit for me. But uh, I think you you kind of like him, but. You want to speak about the Anaheim pick? Uh, yeah, so I think, um, you know what I think? I think it came down to the interview um, with both of the players because Adam Fantasoit, I'm just going to say it, so Bedard goes first. Anaheim takes Leo Carlson, a Swedish prodigy out of Sweden, uh, center, big center, you know, dresses like he's a model, uh, looks like a model. Um and I feel like it came down to the uh, the interviews. Now I did not know Pat Verbeek was the general manager. I was that's where I found out there. Um, <laughs> so I was like, oh, oh, okay. He's I guess there he is. Um, so I I'm going back to uh, my draft, my mock draft. The only thing I got right was Fantilli, a number three. <laughs> Everything else was wrong. Yeah. Um, so sorry, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not. I said Matt V. Mishkov to Anaheim, but that was just a hot take. Like I thought they didn't really need a center, but at the same time, like, it was just me. It's not looking good for McTavish, that's for sure. I agree. How? Yeah, I, I, 
I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen, mm-hmm. and and I'd like to see what happens if if they move McTavish or they move move them, these guys to the wings. But I really do believe now. I don't know what Zegris is like in the center, but I feel like because of how skilled he is, he might do better at wing. So maybe they go with Carlson McTavish and put Zegris on the wing with Carlson. I do like Carlson. I think he's very good. Um, but but personally, me, I would have gone with Fantilli. The reason I say the the reason I say it comes down to the meetings or the interviews is Columbus apparently had an interview with Fantilli, and Fantilli said that was his pref- preferred destination. I saw the video. He's, yeah, he said. Yeah, that. and I wonder what he said to Anaheim. You know, like in NHL, be a pro. I hate the good can... weather. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I love Ohio. I now, love you know, Ohio. NHL, NHL beer pro, you have things and you have to say the right things. Well, usually if you want to get drafted by a certain team, NHL, like I'm not promoting EA Sports because they need to fix their game. Yeah. But um, an NHL beer pro, EA Sports, NHL beer pro, specifically NHL 23, you can, so when you get drafted, uh, you, you interview usually with three teams. <laughs> and if you want to get picked by a certain team, you just have to answer the right question. Yep. Say, oh, yeah, I'm a team player. I'm a captain. I love this city, whatever. If you don't want to get drafted, say, by the Sabres I'm or Arizona, just, yeah, I'm a superstar. I'm a, so not saying that he did that, but I'm just saying that, like, it might have swung bit. it. Yeah, it might have influenced it. But I think I, I this is huge for Columbus. And I think it's very good for Carl, Carlson, and, and they, they got a good player. Um, these are two These are two number one centers. Um, I just think that Fantilli was a better player overall. I'm a huge fan of Fentilli and even Will Smith on this draft. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that I've always been wanting to say during this podcast, ever since we started this, is kind of what kind of fan I am. And I've always said that I'm a players first kind of guy. My bio on Twitter says that. Um, and I would say that, you know, I, I like every almost every every organization. And the organizations that I don't like are the ones with players that either they're irrelevant or, you know, I just don't like any of the players. And for me, I have to say, other than Laine in, in, in Columbus, I didn't really pay attention to this team uh, at all. So um, having yeah. a player that I really like, like uh, Fantilli and, and the Cannon yeah. and, and the whole Montoya's game there and the whole thing, like now it's this team has a little bit more significance for me. Uh, I just mm-hmm. don't have yeah. a lot of belief in that GM. And the sooner him and, and Babcock, they get, they get cleared out, and the sooner this team is going to... Uh, is going to thrive here. I think I th- I think they just bona fide a number one center. It's just complete and 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 he's a really good personality. And I don't know if he, two Italians, huh? Tortorella and and Fantilli. Is he half half American, half Italian? I think uh, so. Amer- Italian American. Uh, speaking of Italians in this draft, the first mm-hmm. full natural born Italian got drafted. Yep. yep. So I'm very we'll happy about that. about that. That's awesome. Um. Yeah, so uh, my my anxiety as a Habs fan, my anxiety and my, my heart rate rested in the hands of San Jose. Yes. Because it depended on who they picked. I was looking at the GM and I was saying, man, come on, make a mistake here. Come on, <laughs> you know, go with someone else. Why do you need Will Smith? And the bastard, he went with Will Smith. So. Yeah, when, I, when he said Will Smith, I said, well, Okay, now 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 we have to now it's a now it's now it's on. Yeah, now it's yeah. on. Uh, so 
uh, I'm, I don't want to spend too, too much time in talking about Montreal and stuff. I'd like to get to other picks as well, but yeah. number five, um, David Mitchkov. Sorry, David, uh, not even yeah. David. Matt, Matt V. Ryan, uh, you know, no, what, no, what was no. it? It's, it right, right, yeah, well, yeah, David. From now on, I'm just going to call him <laughs> David. You know? uh, well, by uh, the way, we're, for, for those listening to the pod, we're not having a stroke here. We're just, uh, you know, <laughs> well, exactly. maybe maybe Price was having one, but uh, we didn't have one here. Um, yeah, the whole it, the David, uh, I'm just going to call him David from now on. Um, yeah. <laughs> David. I Yeah, so Montreal, uh, despite, I'm not going to say popular belief, because I don't think this is every Habs fan. Um, despite Twitter, some Twitter users and, and some some Habs fans, probably half or a little more than half, yeah. who wanted Matt Vimichkov, um, the Russian phenom, um, Montreal decides to draft uh, David Reinbacher. Yeah. <laughs> and um, to make the pick was Carey Price, uh, who I believe was just really nervous, <laughs> I think, and just said, what the heck? And like I said, I mentioned this to you yesterday. I think what happened was they just gave him a list and said, here, pick from one of these guys. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, or I don't know if you said that, but it's just like, it's like, yeah, pick from one of these guys. And it's like, okay, but Kent, who are we picking? Oh, yeah. uh, David Herrera. Yeah, what? exactly. Oh, make the pick. Oh, oh, uh, David. Where's David? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we planned it, but um... yeah, we. When I saw that, I was like, "Are they trolling? What's going on?" <laughs> I know. Let's just say well, watching it. The only thing that I have to say about, people. yeah, the only thing I would say about this is, there's two things that come into mind. First one is, well, I'm just gonna cut carry some slack just because, um, you know, stage right. I'm not really too sure about these guys. You know, he doesn't have really yeah, have much to true. prove to anybody. I yeah. think it was more about. If we're being completely honest, I think, I think he just forgot, in or he wasn't sure of the last name, and he thought might as well not say anything than just to say it and and screw it up completely. Oh I yeah, think, yeah, that's also true. Yeah, you know, he could have said the Rhymebacker, or he could have said Ryan Dacker, or whatever. Like he he could have made a lot of mistakes like that, and I think he just wanted to be hundred percent sure. That's I'm I'm not making excuses here, but I'm just saying that you know. Um, one more thing that I want to say about this is, and again, I'm, I'm really deviating from the from the Bakker pick here, but I'm just want to say, um, you know, Carey Price, he's been in our lives for 15 years minimum, right? Yeah. Like a, as either as a rookie or a player or a superstar, or now he's a retiree. But um, yesterday was really eye opening. This is what Carey Price looks like when he's when he's confused and when he's uh, under stress. Um, we, we've seen that same face. Um, I have a like kind of photographic memory. So I've seen that exact same face when he's asked tough questions by the media. And every time the media were saying, this guy is an asshole and, and, and all of that. And in reality, the guy was just nervous. Um, yeah. I don't think the way that he behaved yesterday was something that has, he has never done. But I think yesterday was the first time we ever saw him behave and we really knew why he was behaving this way. So, so you do believe my... Uh, the stage fright uh, idea. I've done this before, by the way, in my own professional life. Um, I would have. I, yeah, I I was actually thinking in that moment. I was like, yeah, I would have totally screwed up. <laughs> yeah. And and these are hockey players. I mean, don't forget, Shea Weber made the Caulfield pick, and he said Cole Caulfield. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and they're hockey players, so maybe they got hit in the head a couple too many times. And they said, what? Uh, Reinbacher. Like, if it was, like, Zach Benson or whatever, it would have been maybe a little easier for him. But uh, it would have. Uh, but it, it, like you said, I do. I, I It's a whole different perspective. I think I think he just didn't want to make it wrong. That's right. I cut you off there. What you, sorry about that. Well, look, the only thing I want to say also about this uh, this whole draft, uh, we heard that uh, Ryan Becker were, uh, Arizona was really high on him, and apparently his coaches in this country were getting a lot of phone calls from Arizona. That was uh, some things that I saw somewhere online. Um, I told you this in the last episode, and I, I, I'm going to stick with, with what I said. Um, yeah, I agree with some people that are saying in the most offensive draft in a long time we picked a defenseman and i agree with that but at the same time what i told you last time in the last episode if if you can't get the best player in that position get the best player in the second position and that's exactly what happened here i think you know according to the projections we might have gotten the best defenseman in the draft out of 700 people so uh, was it 700 or whatever the number is of uh, 200 period players so 200 300 yeah yeah so i mean that's what I told you last time. I'm still sticking by this. Uh, maybe this guy is going to become a headman. Maybe he's going to become a cider. But what, do you like him? Like, uh... Yeah, so I was actually going to get into this. I think it's a good time to actually delve okay. into what we think. Uh, I like Matthew Mitchkov. I believe Montreal passed up on him. A, um, I'm not going to say A because I was going to say something about his meeting, but Montreal did have a good meeting with him apparently. Um, it's it's his size and his 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 one-dimensional, one-dimensional lists or him yeah. being a one-dimensional player. Yeah. Um, who's a small winger who can score 40 goals on Montreal right now? Caulfield. Yeah, yeah. So easy to, like, uh, you can ask a second grader this and they're going to say Caulfield. Yeah. Uh, I think Montreal said, you know what? Uh, we already rely on Caulfield 5-9 or 5-7. Uh, we rely on uh, Suzuki, 5'11", under six foot. Uh, we have Slavkovsky, but we traded for Newhook, uh, 5'11", I think. Um, Doc is big, but at the same time, it's kind of like, I think what they said, we don't need two one-dimensional players in the top six. Now, despite him being this high potential, I think they did go with the safe pick, but that doesn't mean I don't really love it. I used I, Yesterday, I said I like it. I love it now because our defense is set. I think Ryan Bacher, and I think you what you just said about Hedman and Sider, I think yeah. that's where his potential lay, yeah. lies. I think he's he's the most ready NHL defenseman. He's sound. He's mobile. He's a – I wouldn't say he's super like Hedman size, but he is 18, so he can grow a few, an inch or so more. Yeah. So he can go to 6'3", maybe 6'4". Right now he's 6'2". He's already got a good frame. He's um, – He's he's quiet with the puck, so meaning that like he doesn't panic. He it's just what we need, and he's a right-handed defenseman. A lot of people are saying, well, you can't trade for Matthew Mitchkov, but you, you you can easily trade for Sider. No, you can't. I'm no, sorry, you can't. You no. can't. No, no one's giving up a, a right-handed defenseman like this. Are you going to trade uh, Shea Theodore if you're Vegas? It's not no. even Shea Theodore, like uh, Adam Fox, Makar, uh, well, Sider, exactly. I mean, uh... You know, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to trade these guys. And, 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 and sure, some people, and I think a lot of people didn't like it because the majority of people didn't consider him the best D-man in this draft. Yeah. Montreal did. Arizona did. 
Um, and I think a lot, and, and some, and, and a couple of analysts have come out and given Montreal scores. And the, the score for the draft for Montreal, I think, is usually around a B. Uh, some other, some fans are giving them Fs and stuff. And these are just people that I think, you know, in in, in three three years, are going to say Ryan Bacher is my favorite player. Mm-hmm. Now, how about they might say, they'll, they'll say exactly. that they're in their and they'll, and they'll delete their tweet or something. Now, I'm not going to say I'm not going to be wrong. I'll, I'll totally own up to saying Mitchkov's a 100-point player in three years and this guy is a second-pairing defenseman. I'll say, you know what? That probably was the right pick because he would have helped us a lot more because we're missing a 100-point player. Sure. But to, to base it right now, I think it's a bit a bit immature and a bit kind of like – you'll see a lot of Habs fans saying fire the management stuff. I think it's a, way too soon to judge anything, even Slavkovsky from last year and anyone that we drafted, like going back. But I really like the pick – we have Lane Hudson left-handed. This guy's a sound, mobile, big guy who, if you look at Vegas Golden Knights, he, um, <clears throat> sorry, the Vegas Golden Knights, they have a big mobile decor that, that and, and people say defense, defense wins the championships. Yeah. Well, there you go. I think you solidified your defense. We have almost too much defensemen now. And and if we're going to, and, and I don't know the whole thing about how next year is all D. It isn't. That's the, the top 10, there's a few really good forwards, but it just depends on if Montreal's healthy. If Montreal's healthy, I think they're outside the top 10. If Montreal still has the same uh, medical staff, uh, mm. I think, uh, and the same uh, injury history here, I yeah. think we could be where we were this year in terms of bottom five, but um, it's, it's all going to depend. I, I trust the system. I'll, tr- I'll, I'll, I'll stop trusting it if, if none of this pans out and we're right back to square one in four years yeah yeah i mean look uh, the only thing is uh i think for defensemen is not really uh that doesn't really apply as much maybe it does a little bit but not not really um that whole european bigger ice crap that we hear um look i, I want none of that if the guy is going to be here let him play in, in in europe let him come by here when when he's ready but um or bring him here and, and train him in laval or you know, get Robida yeah. to work with him. I don't care what you do, uh, but I don't want to hear anything about him needing six years to get to the yes to the smaller ice. Um, so, um, and he seems like a nice kid, right? I mean, he he was, I don't know, less of a less questionable, I guess. He, he seems like a good mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the past two picks here, in terms of Slavkovsky and. And a top five picks, Slavkovsky and, and Reinbacher have been about, about character as well. As they, they, they both seem like, I mean, Reinbacher seems like a really good kid. And, and, and it's, you know, he says he's watched funny videos of Cole Caulfield or something. That's, that's funny to hear. And I, I yeah, I don't think, you know, like you, you go look at, um, <clears throat> you go look at uh, what Tampa drafted last year, I think it was, oh God, what's his name? Mitchell? Stamkos? Yeah, no drafted last year. I know. Like, they, 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 they drafted somebody. He's like, oh, I'm the I'm the best dressed player here. And oh. the guy sucks. So uh, okay. <laughs> so I now, think what they're now doing I'm is intrigued. I want to remember who that was, but yeah, I know. Uh, I'll probably look it up here in a little bit, but uh, yeah. So I I don't know. I think character is a big thing for them, and I think and people say, well, uh, we, we didn't even feel a need. Right-handed defenseman was a need. I mean, let's just look at Montreal's top four if we're going to look at it. You know, Lane Hudson, Ryan Bacher, Cooley, and Mayu. I think that's pretty good. Mayu needs to work on his defense. 
Uh, he's very offensive, but uh, he's got a killer shot. I think Gooley's already a fan favorite. Yeah. And and I think Lane Hudson, if he pans out, and Ryan Blocker pans out, if they're a top pair, those two, those two are. I'm not gonna say Lane Hudson's Quinn Hughes, but you know, say he had Quinn Hughes and and a Victor Hedman together. It's like a mix of offense and a mix of big mobile defense. Like it's it's a good mix, I think. So and that's just obviously what I'm. I'm not comparing them to them. I'm just saying that's what you'd hope for, especially with high picks, right? So. All right, moving on from uh, from this pick, uh, Arizona yeah. with uh, Simachev. Um, this was the first shock, I think. It was the second shock, I guess, in in the in the draft. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't really have anything to say about him. I really never heard his name before the draft. Um, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert here. Um, I see he's from Russia, so maybe does the same thing apply that uh, for Mishkov applies to him? I have no idea. So, any any thoughts on him? Uh, great defensive defenseman and great skater. Um, I see. Uh, this is a good pick. Okay, maybe it's a bit high, but it's a good pick. Um, I think people are saying, well, he would have been there at 13. No, I think the Canucks are going to pick him at 11. Um, he's, 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 he's pretty good. 6'4", 201 pounds. Um, he's, he's kind of ranked in and around it's it's very interesting low as eight or as high as eight and as low as 28 it's very interesting but um i think this ties back to our conversation about the norris this guy go go look at his go look at, i i and not just yourself but everyone listening go look at his elite prospects and go go and go look at the draft and look at all the players taken in the first round he's the only guy with zero points it's his big That's zero interesting. Big zero, but yep. he's drafted sixth overall. So you'd be like, "Holy heck!" If you were in a hockey fan, you'd be like, "What the heck is going on here?" Well, yeah, well, he's good thing they don't have any defensive. Any... Yeah. So I and I and they, they I'm I'm telling you 100 they wanted Ryan Bacher, and I and from what Kent Hughes said, um, and what was reported, that a lot of I think teams wanted to move up to number five with Montreal, not just for Mitchkov, but I think some of them were eyeing at Ryan Bacher. And and that's because Ryan Bucker, I believe, is the best defenseman in this draft. Um, okay. Simashev is very good as well. I think in, in his pure defense and good skating and big frame, uh, mobile, mobile. It's like Vlasic that can skate. Like you know what I mean. Like it's. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good pick for Arizona, but obviously it's easy for you to be like what. Like if you looked at my face when they picked that, I was like wide eyed. I wasn't. I was already. I was already not talking because of the Montreal pick. I was stunned, mm-hmm. but I was stunned when this happened. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, yeah, that guy went that high because, like I said, I was watching a Canucks fan, and they, he really wanted him. So, uh, especially with everything else on the market. But, anyways, yeah. Look, I'm not. Yeah, too, uh, yeah. For those, I'm a little bit on the opposite side where people are really against Arizona. I actually want to see them succeed. I actually like the concept yeah, I of do that too. team. I do too. Um, I have always wanted to go to Phoenix to go check out Arizona. I, I loved my time in the desert when I went to the Grand Canyon. So I don't know. Like it's for me the whole Arizona market. I want to see it succeed. I, I think yeah. there's a lot more to there's a lot more attractiveness in in, in the successful Arizona franchise than than places like Buffalo or or whatever. So um, yeah. And I was gonna say uh, that's going back to our, our conversation about Batman. They don't yeah. give him credit because I think. 
uh, hockey belongs in what, what do they call it? The Sunshine Belt? No, the yeah, the Sun Belt or the, the Sun Southern, Belt. So like you know, yeah. like look at look at Florida. I mean, already yep. Dallas is a good these good team, and Tampa is a two-time cup winner or Nashville two-time but made the they won two cups recently and we have florida finals and nashville and and arizona i think has really just been at the brunt of things and and i don't hate the arizona coyotes at all i think they're like i think i've i've always liked shane doan he's a local guy and yeah. i just think that um i think hockey belongs there i think like i i, I would like to go there too i think it's a like I said, I wouldn't mind the awards being there. I think it's we should uh, we should uh, save up, you know, uh, put together twenty bucks so we can go get some box seeds with the free parking and, <laughs> and, and six three hot, hot dogs, dogs and yeah. three hot dogs <laughs> and nachos and all of it for twenty bucks. But uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but I would like yeah. them to have success. I love their jerseys. I love their colors. I the whole concept there. Um, you know how much I like Connor Geeky and and stuff. So. I don't know. I, I just want them to have success. I guess I'm tired of them being like the the garbage bin of of all the uh, the bad contracts and stuff. Doesn't seem like it's yeah. ending anytime soon. But that's uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 have to see. I have I I did hear recently, and I don't know who this came from. This is just me scrolling through Twitter and and seeing this. But they said that even if Arizona was to relocate, they'd go back. There'd be a a, a hockey team in Arizona quickly again. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't yeah. be permanent. Like Arizona will not be without a hockey team. Despite if even if Arizona doesn't find a spot, it will it will yeah. be an ongoing thing. Speaking of ongoing things, uh, Philadelphia, Daniel Briere, mm-hmm. uh, the luckiest guy in the draft. I think is he. You know, I don't know about Shane Wright. How he's going to pan out with Ron Francis in uh, in Seattle at four, but uh, you know, Mishkov with Philadelphia. Um, I don't buy for a single second that uh, the reports that we got from apparently in his interviews with uh, with the Flyers, he said, I really want to be a Flyer, you know, and I, I'm not buying that for a single second. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, everything else, I mean, look, for it. it's good for Daniel Briere. I think the only thing I want to say is, you know, as, as, a, as an interesting thing to point out is... I think this team is going to either come to fruition or collapse whenever mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's core is retiring. And that whole battle of, of uh, Pennsylvania is going to be very interesting to see. So yeah. that's the only thing I want to say about that. Well, I mean, we have right now no reason to watch the Flyers. We have no reason to watch Arizona. We have no reason for San Jose. And having those players on those teams is going to get some excitement in the league. Yeah, I, yeah, like you have to look at it from a hockey fan perspective, and um, and here's the thing: like, um, I saw a stat today that 27 percent of Canadian youth, and I don't know what the American stat, but 27 percent of Canadian youth watches the NBA. Only like seven or eight percent watches the NHL, and I think that's just. I think that's just because of the lack of talent. I don't know if, like I said, I don't know in the States, but I feel like it might be similar and getting like, you know, and I feel like just that's because there's, there's teams down there that are like Colorado or Tampa. And there's just and a lot of teams like Arizona and Philadelphia and Columbus and these teams that just aren't doing well. And there's, they're not getting a market and they're not getting fans in the buildings. And, and I think this will, will get, uh, but well, it's not only that. I mean, I, I can't really talk about the NBA because I don't really follow that. I used to when mm-hmm. I was a, when I was a kid, but um, 
you know, they say Canadian players, Canadian youth and stuff. Yeah, but the Canadian youth, all they have is blackouts and Sportsnet uh, uh, blocking uh, streams and their teams are moving and, and players don't want to go to Canadian teams and stuff. So what do you expect? Of course, the interest is going to go down. So that's kind of what yeah, I, 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 I just realized that also there's only one NBA team in Canada. So I, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I take back that statement. Everyone forget what I even said. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty uh, okay. easy. Like everyone is on Toronto here, you know. If yeah, 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 exactly. I do. I do believe Munch, uh, Vancouver should get a basketball team. They did. They didn't have the team. Grizzlies. Yeah, but that's we love them. Okay, I don't know if we did, but I want them back. And I and I think baseball would really hit here too. We have the Vancouver Canadians that sells out apparently. So okay, um, and that's a minor league team. Uh, love, okay. The only thing I, w- I want to say, the last thing is, I would love to have someone yeah. from Philadelphia at some point join the show. Um, maybe, maybe not like if I'm from Philadelphia, but a, uh, a Phillies fan. Um, yeah, you want to broadcast fully? Maybe, but I, I like it's one of my favorite um, rivalries in the NHL, even more than Boston, Toronto, or the Toronto Maple Leafs with the Habs or um, Calgary with Edmonton. I think I really love. The, the Philadelphia-Pittsburgh uh, rivalry. Um, back then yeah, when Hartnell was, was there and Crosby. Yeah, Crosby was uh, coming up and Hartnell and, and uh, Varadchik and Couturier and stuff. So, I don't know. Yeah. I want that team to, to succeed. Yeah. yeah we'll Any see. thoughts on Mishkov? I thought he was well-dressed yesterday. Wasn't so sad about his dad. I don't know. Uh, I know it's not a nice thing to say, but you know he seemed like he was a good guy. I would like an update on his height because uh, he's standing next to everybody on the stage and he says tall as a whole. So either the entire Philadelphia brass is five foot seven or this guy <laughs> is not five foot seven. <laughs> so uh, I feel like he is, I think he might be five nine or five ten. Um, he looks a little bit more, he looks a bulky. So maybe he's gained some weight. Like he, Russian players didn't come over until now, I think. So there hasn't been the combine and stuff like that. And, um, oh, talking about combines, you got to remind me if we can get to, by the end of this uh, draft. Just remind me about the word combine, sure. and I'll come back to it. Okay, because I just I just have a question for you. But anyways, okay. um, I wanted to talk. Any other picks you want to talk? So Mitch yeah, he's good. Um, I think he's got really good potential if he stays in Russia for a couple more years. I think it's still good for the Flyers if he comes over soon. It's still good for the Flyers. We'll just have to see how he pans out. I mean, he's not the size of Ovechkin. But if he can score 35, 40 goals, I mean, that's fantastic. This guy's a pure goal scorer. Um, I don't know. I, I think he can play make a little bit. It's very. It's like a, a little bit of a buffed up, uh, raging Russian, uh, Cole Caulfield. So it's a good pick. I wouldn't judge Briere on it because look at, you know, uh, Mark Bergevin. It was a no-brainer. Uh, exactly. Mark Bergevin picked Caulfield, and he's gone. Like, he's in L.A. as an advisor. I mean, yeah. Um, so Mitchkov, uh, oh, that's another thing we didn't talk about was, uh, oh, let me finish this. Uh, Mitchkov uh, fell into his lap. So we'll, ha- we'll have to see. He's done, he's doing okay so far. Yeah. But in a year, just like Habs fans with Kent Hughes, maybe Philly fans will be outside the arena of pitchforks. I was going to say, we didn't talk about um, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Who is that? Is that is that a yeah. who is, is that, that a is that a kid dreaming of playing for LA? Yeah, buy, buy a dog. Yeah, exactly. For, 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 is that for a anyone, gold breed? 
for anyone questioning what I mean by buy a dog, when Radulov played for Montreal, he said, Jitem Montreal. And then he signed in Dallas because of, well, supposedly because of taxes. And I love Radulov, but Bergevin then he said uh, in an interview question, replying to it, saying, if you want loyalty, buy a dog. So it's a good quote. So, you know, Pierre-Luc Dubois comes out and says, I only want to play in Montreal. However, I wouldn't mind playing anywhere else. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so it's like, okay. <laughs> anyway, so he goes, and I think it's a, it's an exp- I think it's an expensive price for LA, not only yeah. contract-wise, but what they gave up. And I hopefully it works out. I like Dubois, and I think uh, it's a good fit for LA. I, th- I think with Kopitar eventually going out the door, he's going to take over that role. But I think Winnipeg gets a good player in Velarde. And um, they were going to get – he wasn't signing in Winnipeg anyway. So, Jets fans, take what you can get. I, I'm I looking at Velarde good. where he's from. And uh, he's from Kingston, Ontario. So, we'll see. We'll see uh, how yeah. long it takes him to uh, find out that uh, there's not much there. And, yeah, I, I don't want to – I'll stay away from the Winnipeg uh, – complaints here but uh you know <laughs> let's just hope that they stick with him um that he, he likes uh, the city and, and stuff so yeah um, yeah quite the opposite quite the contrast between the two cities so next one is uh leonard um brian leonard with uh, washington mm-hmm. um yeah i know you you are not so high on him and mm-hmm. everyone was saying this is like the the kachuk of the draft yeah mm-hmm. okay kachuk of the draft let's see how that pans out in washington I think Washington is going to be like a, a one-pony show with uh, with um, Ovechkin and his record for the next two, three years. And other than that, it's just going to be a giant rebuild. So, I think, I think just like – I think Washington was the first team because they just got they, – they were the first pick after Mitch Cobb. They were the first team to say what's left – in my opinion, the only other player better than Leonard, and this is my opinion, was Zach Benson. But they got the best player. Say Zach Benson didn't exist. They got the best player out of the rest of the the rest of them. Okay, so uh, Leonard was probably a for sure pick. I, th- I think it's a good pick for them, and it, hopefully, it fits their mold. Yeah. Well, Detroit, you know how I feel about them. Uh, I'm gonna throw everything in the garbage from what we saw, and we, I'm gonna say the best player of the draft was Nate Danielson. Uh, it just seems uh, that Detroit is uh, is, a, is living in a different, different universe where they have access to more information than anyone else. So uh, I was going to say, um, don't forget what. Um, so I, I know everyone loves the Iser plan, but I'm just yeah. going to throw this out there. Okay, Ben yeah. Sherratt, long term contract, ruined more Iser's uh, life. Okay, this year, uh, <laughs> uh, Andrew Cop. I don't know, seven by seven or whatever. Uh, what has he done? So I'm just oh, saying maybe Iserman isn't as good as you think, but I do think his drafting is very sneaky. Danielson, I had going at 10, so maybe I'm going to give myself some credit here. I think St. Louis really wanted him because they do end up going with Dvorsky. I actually had these guys a little flip. I think I might have had, and I might be personally, but I think Washington had Dvorsky. St. Louis, I had Danielson, and I think Detroit with Benson or maybe Leonard. I think Philadelphia Leonard and then Detroit someone else. But they've kind of swapped around. St. Louis is okay with Dvorsky. Danielson, it's like Larkin. I think this is their Larkin again. I don't think they're going to get rid of Larkin here, but this is a, they're familiar with this type of player. And he's good. I think he's good. And it only gets better with uh, uh, Stevie Y here. Okay. 
Um, yeah, not much to really to say about uh, about that pick. I mean, obviously, yeah, Detroit. Uh, I think we can do a deep dive in there uh, about that team later in the summer. I think I'd like to revisit some of the drafts of some of the players, and Detroit yeah. is definitely one I'm going to be paying attention to. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to give a sneak peek to the listeners about this. So Detroit, um, they drafted a high goalie um, in this draft. So what mm-hmm. that really means for Sebastian Cosa, and 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 we know they threw in the towel for um, that Nedlo Nedlo Kevic guy or whatever his name was. Um, I'm making a Don Cherry of myself here. Can't pronounce European names, but um, <laughs> Alex uh, Nedlo Jovic. Uh, okay, that guy. Uh, I'll I'll help you here. Nedelkovic. Yeah. Is that your uh, your Twitter password? <laughs> no, it's Reinbacher. <laughs> exactly. So, anyway, so, so they throw in the towel. Like they're picking up these goalies. They're throwing the towel for mm-hmm. their goalies, and I don't know. So we'll see. I'm gonna. I want, I want to revisit the Detroit draft uh, later on. Detroit. Detroit gets a good goalie. Um, Michael Hrabel was probably the best one in my opinion, but Trey Augustine's a good pick. I, I Montreal would have picked one of those two if they kept the Tampa Bay's pick. Um, yeah, I, so I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk about two teams here, uh, three teams. Okay. I'm going to talk about the Canucks at 11. Mm. They take, uh, Tom. Well, I don't really have anything to say about Dvorsky. Uh, as, yeah. I'm bored without, without even seeing them play. I mean, they're just saying, oh, it's so safe. Okay. Go, go be safe in San Luis. So, uh, <laughs> we can skip to Vancouver. I don't really have anything to say about the San Luis pick. Uh, I mean, do you want to go through every pick? <laughs> no, not really. I mean, I think. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead with Vancouver. We'll see where we land. Okay. So, uh, Tom Villander, mm-hmm. um, is i believe not the uh the pick that they were thinking of like i said simishev might have been this is just from Canucks fan telling me um and i've seen some things on twitter about it um however you know surprise surprise the Canucks pick another swedish player um he he's a right-handed defenseman i Canucks fans are very similar to montreal uh, fans in terms of being very bipolar and just not giving anyone chances it seems uh, I think I think this is a solid top four defenseman in the NHL uh, at 11 that's that's good I think that's solid like I said I'm very high on Zach Benson who went number 13 to Buffalo yeah. um, would have been the pick I, I think it would have been nice but very similar to Montreal like I said Montreal has too many wingers the Canucks have too many wingers they're trying to shed them they've got uh, Pod Colson and Hoglander in the AHL um, the defense, just like Montreal, they're missing right-handed D. Uh, they got Hronik from from Detroit, but they're 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 needing to get uh, a defensive prospect who isn't named Jet Wu. Okay, so um, yeah, I think it's a decent pick. Um, okay. It's it's like I said, Simashev is a left-handed defenseman, but I think they like them a little more because they have Quinn Hughes. Simashev's a defensive guy, mobile, quick. I think that would have been the pick, but this is okay. I like it. Um, is he a, a right side or a left side? This uh, right guy. Or, uh, I believe he's right side. He's right-handed. Right-handed. There's actually. Um, so this is the thing. A lot of people are saying, "Well, you can get these guys." Right-handed defensemen are, are not rare, but they're they're sought after in the NHL, and that's why yeah. you'll see right-handed defensemen up there in the in this draft, and you'll see them always up there amongst defensemen. You can have a left-handed and a right-handed with the same stats. 
likely they'll go with the righty. I'd like to have uh, the perspective of a, of a diehard uh, Vancouver uh, fan on this, um, just because I think we talked about this in the first, I guess maybe for the first or the second episode. This this team, the direction it's taken, it's not too clear. You talked about them needing maybe a, a player or two to make the playoffs and see what happens with Demko. And um, I would be curious to see what the actual fan base is like over there. Um, they don't get enough credit, I think, Vancouver for being a, a good hockey market. Or not good enough, I think. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good market. Um, they, they they're passionate fans and and they're hardcore fans. I think they've they've just been in the in the middle, just like just like a lot of teams in Canada. They've been mediocre and and just nothing nothing to show for it. So yeah, I'd like to have because uh, th- th- remember, like, like if they're having success, times. yeah, if they're having success, like they they need to have some success so I can they can meet up with Seattle. In the playoffs, Seattle are, are really projected to, to do really, really well. They're they're doing things the right way, and they're you know a four line team and all of that. Um, and Vancouver, if they really want to build that rivalry with the, with their neighbor in Seattle, they're gonna need to be successful. They cannot just be tanking every year and and hoping to have a rivalry here. So something yeah. to think about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Daniel, but I don't want to mention that much <laughs> about that. Uh, Buffalo, I guess you can maybe, if you want to comment on Benson, um, that Buffalo team is starting to look really, really good. Um, yeah, oh yeah, this is a good pick. This is this is a top 10 projected guy going at 13. This is a strong uh, winger out of the WHL. Um, it's just, he's, 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 he's a very good, I consider him more of a playmaker. Um, it's, it's, it's good. And when it comes to potential, this guy... I, I would say uh, he has potential for a first line. Um, definitely, definitely, probably closer to the NHL than most players. Um, but yeah, like Buffalo, like you said, they're they're building a good team there. If they can manage to keep Darlene and and, and Owen Power, um, especially Darlene, like locking him for a long time, even though I'm yeah. not his biggest fan, um, I would I would say that this team is in the right direction. Um, yeah. That whole Jack Eichel situation, especially after winning the cup, now has you know they, they looked like geniuses when Thompson was scoring so many goals and the rebuild was going well on that side and and Jack Eichel was in the hospital, you know. Um, but now that he's back and he has a has a, has a ring and them they have uh, nothing yet. Maybe, yeah, uh, they maybe have it's like a forty year old goalie. Their, yeah, maybe it's a little bit of a fire under their butt. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see about uh, Jack Benson if he can make an impact. Uh, it's the kind of guy that doesn't really matter if you wait it out a little bit because he's never going to be the size of uh, of Slavkovsky, you know. Like his his this is what you see from him. It's just going to be it. I mean, he might get stronger a little bit, maybe a little bit faster, but he's always going to be a smaller guy, Benson. Yeah, that's true. And I, and I I don't know if you think the same thing, but there seem to be a lot of uh, small forwards in this this one. A lot, yeah. Five yeah, foot so... uh, five foot nine. Uh, yeah, five nine. Pounds. Yeah, yeah. It just seemed that every guy you clicked on or looked at was always the same. I just saw that he was from Vancouver. He's from uh, uh, a Chicago lot of a lot of lo- a lot of Vancouver boys. A lot oh of my one, God. a lot of them in this draft. Vancouver? Did they not know that Benson was around? Or yeah, this is a. Uh, so the thing is this: like they always say, hometown boys. The last hometown yeah. boy, like I said, was uh, Jake Vertanen, and we know where that went. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, okay. uh, and they do have Noah Juleson 
ex Montreal Canadian uh, yep. from Surrey, yep. BC. Um, I, I, like I said, I think this was the, the, just like Mitchkov, just like Mitchkov, this is, uh, with Montreal, this is like, you know, Benson for Vancouver. It, it should have been the pick. They go with a need. So, but, but it still works out. I think they like the pick, but yeah, from Vancouver, uh, I'm telling you, if they wanted someone from Vancouver, they probably would have picked Bedard. So, um, who I'd like to mention, uh, I'll, I'll give a shout out to the North Shore Winter Club. Okay, in uh, West Vancouver, I believe. Uh, not only Connor Bedard comes from there, but projected uh, top three pick next year, uh, uh, Celebrini, also plays for North Shore Winter Club. So give them oh. a look up on Elite Prospects. So if, if, if this guy ends up going first overall next season, mm-hmm. uh, two first overall picks in a row from from a North Shore Winter Club, who I've got a buddy who, who I don't know if he raft or coached there, but he's been there and... Like, hey, if they're producing this kind of talent, yeah. holy. Very nice. Very nice. Um, um, I, I just want to mention, I don't know if we want to go for the rest of them. I was going to mention number pick number 31, Montreal's pick yeah. to Colorado, mm-hmm. Mikhail Guliev. This guy skates like the wind. I, I tell everyone, look at his look at his, his videos. And, and, and obviously, I'm not a scout. If I'm just looking on YouTube, I won't call myself a scout. Some people yeah. on Twitter might say like hey i watched a couple of youtube uh, clips and i know everything about the guy but <laughs> but this guy is a good pickup for colorado and that's why this trade kind of just hurts a little bit more than saying like i'm okay with a first and a second i think i'm i'm a little bit more skeptical not skeptical but i'm it's definitely a little bit more because it's this player and ross colton you know what i mean so like the, the value changes so uh yeah we'll see but colorado it's like great now they got this guy on the defense what mm-hmm. else is what else is coming so yeah they good. they know what they're doing um yeah they, they it's a team that you know if that turns out to bite us in the ass later on uh then it's not going to be a good look here but we'll just trust yeah. the process i guess yeah exactly um I have to say I'm not really that interested in the rest of the the players that were that went after Benson. Um, maybe a little bit uh, Jager with the uh, Jager um, with Pittsburgh. Um, I want to take a look at the entire draft class uh, for Calgary later on this summer. So mm-hmm. let's go back That's to fine. that. Um, and um, I know for number seventeen you're not a high on Axel Sandin Pelika, um, the whole Iserman no. plan. Not you know and. and yeah, you didn't really think much of him. Um, I because it's Iserman, I I, I kind of trust it, but that's a player that I'm not a fan of. But hey, could work out. Maybe they need him. They got Cider, who's a bigger guy. They could use maybe a, a small right-handed guy who's pretty speedy and's got a little bit of offense to his game. Um, there you go. I think, but I don't think he's anything elite. I think he's just a top four guy who could hopefully slot in soon. They could use it. Um, I was going to say there's one pick I will talk about in a later round. And I just yeah. want to scroll through here. I don't, because I this is the thing. I don't know exactly. Oh, here he is. Pick number 94. Okay. Okay. Carolina picks Jaden Perron. Now, I'm pretty big on this guy. This guy is, uh, you know, basically what they say when uh, Cole Caulfield got dro- dropped so much because he's small, um, despite everyone being small in this draft. You think he's a Braden point? 
this guy is is almost this guy's got elite aspects to everything and they threw a lead around a lot uh someone mentioned yeah, I know. this to us yesterday they yeah, met, like was, you'll uh, see uh i was clicking on some i was looking at uh today when i was watching the second or seventh round mm-hmm. there's a guy in the sixth round that clicked and guy's like he's got elite hands uh, at least what, what? you know <laughs> i know so but but this guy i think he's a this guy's pretty good a pretty good playmaker he's um, elite huh he, i will <laughs> uh, <laughs> let, let's just say he falls to what was it 90 94 Third something round, 94. and he's ranked yeah. and i'm gonna say if we want to use other rankings you know uh Button had him 88, but Bob McKenzie had him 58, and a lot of these other ones, like Elite Prospects, had him 29. So that's in the first round. Uh, yeah. Dauber Prospects had him 12. 12. Wow. Uh, yeah. Smart scouting. I'm saying it like... Uh, uh, smart. <laughs> like a Boston, smart. Bro, like a, like yeah, a Boston yeah. person. Yeah. Um, f- 15. So he's skilled. It's He's small. And... Uh, there might be other aspects to a game. I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to pretend like I know this guy like he's my brother yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. But um, I was hoping that Montreal would pick him up, but Carolina ends up picking up. And it, I think it's very similar to Sean Farrell in Montreal. I think it's a steal. He comes from the same team, Chicago Steel, out of the USHL. Uh, 72 points in 61 games. Uh, point per game in the playoffs. He's. I think it's a good pickup for him. And that's the that's the only one in the in the draft, really, that I was like... You know, well, I have a few, to be honest. Um, that was mostly today for me watching uh, from a distance while I'm working. So, But at the same time, look, uh, you know, in Nashville, we'll see what the hometown uh, drafted here with Matthew Wood uh, at uh, 15. Uh, I'm interested in seeing that. I want to see also Barlow. The guy looked like he was 34. Um, do, you, do you remember Colby Barlow? It was the guy yep. with, the, with the beard and the, the yep. mustache and stuff. Um, Seattle drafted somebody that I heard about so many times way before the draft, not in the last weeks leading to the draft, but uh, Edward Sally was a name yeah. that always kept on coming back. And this is like the second year in a row where Seattle lands up, um, you know, somewhat of a name, with some potential that we don't even know if, if he's going to be great or not. Uh, mm-hmm. But like Wright, and now they have Shelley. Um, Gabriel Perrault, it's fine. I want to also mention very quickly uh, Ethan Gauthier as well. He's Denis Gauthier's uh, son, um, mm-hmm. uh, drafted by Tampa Bay. Um, yeah. Again, Tampa Bay are pretty good at stealing those Quebec players. Um, they scout him pretty well. Um, so I have hopes for that, especially at, at the second round. I think, again, this is the Habs round, uh, the Habs pick. So if, if a Quebecois end up biting the Habs in the ass, well, it's not going to be a good look because <laughs> no. you gave up. Yeah, because you gave up like Galiev, yeah, and you gave up Ethan Gauthier for a new hook. You better be good because there's a pressure yeah. now. I'm, so, I'm going to say this. I don't want to act like I'm some CNN guy here, like breaking yeah. news. But I'm going to say, just came across my screen now. Uh, Al Murray's days as the director of amateur scouting for Tampa Bay are over. He was fired. Um, um a longtime director of amateur. Uh, sources say Lightning Scouts were informed after the draft. Murray has been offered a consulting role, but is also free to speak with other clubs. So it seems like they're maybe picking someone else and put it, pushing him aside. How about um, how about we we buy like we start a GoFundMe page for a submarine ride for um, for La Pointe, um, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, we hire this guy. 
You know? Well, tiny little plants. Uh, the the the, <laughs> Anyways, the bicep club. The bicep club. So, yeah. I mean, this. So this is this happened like a few minutes ago, huh? Yeah, yeah. I just came across my uh, in a group chat that you know you're also in. <laughs> okay, I'll go take a look at that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, and it seems, and and also other people are perhaps friends are thinking the same thing as you. Get rid of the plant and get this guy, which would be a smart move. Um, I don't want to get into the Habs picks too much, but there's a guy that I do like, and it's and in, in Montreal, I was said, you know what? Let's get every goalie available, and <laughs> yep. um, they I, they hit on two of them. One of them didn't really make a whole lot of sense, but uh, they had they got some. And this is my fault for not looking this. Uh, I, forget, I keep forgetting his name. It's like this uh, average Canadian name here. Uh, uno momento. Uh, <laughs> donde esta <laughs> bar? <laughs> so, Montreal, you mean? Is it uh, Quentin Miller? Uh, no, it's and that's the pick I don't like. Uh, Jacob Fowler, it's pick 69. Okay. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah. Good stats in the USHL. Um, when he got up, I was like, wow, this guy uh, went to McDonald's, eh? Like, mm-hmm. this is an interesting, like, and, and apparently that's the concern with him. He gained some weight. Um, ah, he'll be fine. But, yeah, he'll be fine. People are fat shaming him. Um, I just, I make the joke. Look at Vasilevsky. You know, he, yeah. He's an, yeah, he's an athlete. So, yeah, exactly. Um, and the, the Habs made the, uh, a pick. Oh, would you like to talk about Florian Jacki? Well, that's, uh, that is going to be my, my, you know, the only thing I want to really spend the most time on and then to finish off the show. But what I okay. would say is, and even, even the entire draft class for, for Montreal, I think we should revisit that as a whole. Um, maybe yeah, that's fine. Sure. We'll see. But, sure. Um, um, sure. That's just, fine. I'm looking at that list while we're talking about all these different players. Uh, turn your attention to um, Kate, uh, uh, pick number 84 by Seattle. Caden Price. Caden Price. That's, yeah. That's a Caden name to, to remember. Dylan McKinnon. Yeah. McKinnon. It seems like, you know, those generic names in EA, uh, the, the game, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, like uh, Michael Ovechkin yeah. and, and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. You're right. Yeah. They, they do look like that. Yeah, so, Caden so, Price, that was the only recognizable name that came to me in, in that in that round yeah. right away because I think he was definitely higher on a lot of people's list. He's kind of dropped. Um, but Seattle, another pick, I think. When uh, who was the other pick? You said Seattle picked up. Uh, yeah, Shally. Uh, Ed, yeah, Edward Shala. Yeah. Um, Caden Price, another sneaky pickup. I think what they did was they they might have used Bob McKenzie's list here and said, <laughs> like, uh, why do we uh, need to he... hire these scouts when we have this old retired <laughs> yeah. guy who can give yeah. us all the best picks? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I think uh, I think those are the two, and and Jaden Prawn, like I said earlier, third round. So. Caden Price, Jaden Perron, those are two recognizable names for me in that round. And William Whitelove for Columbus. Columbus had a good draft, fantastic draft for them. Yeah, um, it's been a it's been some quite some time now in a row that they had a good draft. Um, yeah, okay, Pierre Luc Dubois was a decent one, but I want to I want to go through the list here of the goalies, um, just because goalie is a position that I'm very interested in. So we had. The number one goalie went to Chicago. So if you want to talk about having a success factor, look, I don't know if he's going to be a great player or not, but the first best center they got with Bedard, the first goalie or what they think is the best goalie was Adam Cajun. So these two, uh, you know, uh, they better pan out. Obviously, Bedard will, but um, Adam Cajun, if he, if he pans out that they have their goalie for the next 15 years. Um, 
uh, Rabel, uh, Michael Rabel with Arizona. Um, mm-hmm. You know, let's just say he's going to be good. Trey Augustine, Six, you were seven. high on him. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Trey Augustine for Detroit. Again, we don't know what that means for Cosa. And then you have um, Philadelphia taking a goalie, Carson Bayarson. Yep. And so the, how many goalies that it? It's like five. And then you have Damian Clara for Anaheim. Uh, they needed a goalie for sure. Getting a second round goalie, that's uh, noteworthy for sure. And then you go to Montreal with the third round pick, um, Jacob Fowler. So, And then Montreal went on for taking two more goalies, if I'm not mistaken. So, They did. Uh, they got uh, the Quinton Miller guy, and they got, uh, I was going to mention earlier, they got Yevgeny Volokin out of the MHL, who has fantastic stats, but someone online told me that apparently the MHL has inflated goalie stats because it's a low-scoring, low-chance league, which is very interesting to me. It's like saying the AHL, like Keaton Primo, should have a 950, and but the 950 sucks because no one scores in the AHL. So that's what. So they draft. I think, I think it's a good pick. I for 100 we'll pick 144. I'm not sure about Quinton Miller, but I think what they said what said you know what we don't have a goalie. We traded our second, so we're probably going to take Augustine or Robble. But you know what? Let's just pick everyone, and hopefully one of them hits here. So, and even right before Volokin, when a goalie, uh, four, two picks before that, uh, Scott uh, Ratzlaff uh, to Buffalo. <laughs> That's a funny name. Yeah. And like three goalies went. Oh my goodness! This is kind of what I, what I do with uh, when I'm playing is I take hey, all the goalies and hope that one pans out. Hey, go to pick one fifty six, please. 156. Look at that. Um, oh my God. I'm going to go take a look. Just give me a second. Columbus Strahl. I did not notice there's four goalies in a row. I did not notice that. Just give me a second. Oh, my goodness. Oh, sorry, everybody. Four goalies in a row. Yeah. yeah. And so in the in the fourth, in the fifth round, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight goalies in the fifth round. The next round, one, two, three, four, five, six goalies. Oh, my goodness. Everyone's just... You know what? I don't even blame Montreal. I think everyone just like let's pick goalies here. So maybe maybe where they're making a rule change and we're gonna have more than one goalie on the ice. That's <laughs> someone why. said that. Someone okay. someone said did someone tell Kent Hughes that uh, they can they allow three goalies on the ice now? Uh, um, Melvin funny. Melvin Strahl, uh, Arno. Um, that's unbelievable. Olaf and yeah. Wow, that's that's crazy. And Washington drafted Antoine Keller, who's from France. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, only French player and then an Italian player. Uh, I don't know if you wanted to touch on that. You said you wanted to earlier. We can. I mean, it's like, what was it? The, the first, uh, the, the last first from the country. What was it? Uh, like uh, Denmark, I think. That was the, the or Kazakhstan or something. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's good for Italians, I guess. Uh, I don't see hockey growing there, but kudos to him, I guess, for making a name for himself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I think the last one I can recall in terms of Italian heritage in some sense or form was Luca Spiza for the Canucks. I'm not sure about anyone else. I guess some of them are American Italians, but, you know, Italian Italian or, you know, New York Italian, it's a totally different. So, <laughs> or or uh, Montreal uh, corrupt construction Italian. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, okay. Um, yeah, it seems like if when you Google Italian. Italian players in the NHL. There's been a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, seems like it. I mean, not a lot. I mean, you know what I mean. Like, it's maybe like 20 of them, 25. So, 
Uh, good for him. I'm trying to see what else. Uh, looking at the draft here, anything that I guess I can quickly go through um, the Jaikai thing. I mean, I was on a on a space yesterday with you and a, and a couple of other people, and obviously there's some names with the Habs that need to go in terms of draft uh, and draft of asset management and 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 trading out uh, assets like that, expiring contracts and whatnot. Um, a lot of chatter about Jaikai, and I've been telling you guys. You know, ever since he even became he name and made a name for himself, um, I like this guy a lot. What he brings, not only the the physicality. I think this is the last thing that I appreciate about him. Um, comes from a good family, great story. He's a great teammate. I love that he is a best best absolute best friends with Gooley as well. Um, for those that don't know, they hang out together all the time. Um, you need that kind of player, and he's also watching out for all the smaller players. I can see him definitely making a huge impact in the playoffs as well. Once we're there and we're mature as well, like people discount Jackie and say, "Oh well, you know, he he fought Cashian um, uh, that we need now to draft him for a fourth. Sorry, not draft him, but we need we need to trade him for a fourth round pick." I think that's BS. Like I, I absolutely love this guy, and uh, he comes again comes from a good family. He has uh, a lot of pride for being a Hab, and having his brother join us. Um, I follow, obviously, Jackai on social media, so obviously he, he reposts some stuff from his from his, uh, from his his brother. Um, but I've always, like, if you remember, like, down before that, I've always preached having brothers in teams. You know, I made some, some jokes about the Suzuki brothers uh, needing to reunite, and, and we see in Chicago the Jones brothers as well, and the Kachuk brothers and whatnot. So, I don't know. I think if... You know, we have um, Luke Tuck, as I think, in our in our um, system as well. We had uh, Foot, uh, Kevin Foot, um, Kirby Doc, and Kirby Doc was on Chicago and Colton Doc. Colton Doc. Yep. So they were brothers, and then we got we got uh, Kirby and then left Colton. Yeah. So it's again. Uh, I'm I'm I don't know. I have a preference for this. I'll be honest. So uh, when I saw Florian get drafted, it just solidifies the fact that they think of Jackai as being part of the core. One thing that I wanted to mention also is, you know, when people say about the core, the core of a team, they always think, oh, well, it's Kucherov, Stamkos, uh, Hedman, and Vasilevsky. I don't really think so. You know, you, you need people in your core like like a Chernak or, or a Sorelli and, and, and stuff like to make an impact as well because without without those guys, you don't have a core. And I think, I think Jackai is solidifying himself as being part of the core. A lot of people are gonna dis- disagree with me here on this, but um, you can't just have a core of ten million players because otherwise you're yeah, gonna end up like they, the Leafs. Yeah. So they, um, anyone who disagrees with you, in my opinion, has never really been in a locker room before. You need I that. Think, yeah, you need it. You do need it. It's it's a, a character, uh, a sense of, of, of teamwork and, and being a team. Um, there's a reason the owner of Vegas, you know, takes him up to the ranch and. Yeah. Thanks everyone, you know, yeah. you know, and that's a whole different thing in terms of like, hey, like you're my grandson, and then we trade Riley Smith for a third. But anyway, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a different story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, yeah. here's your Stanley Cup ring and uh, sign here for the buyout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I yeah. Gonna, I think okay, so we're so I think we should kind of cap this off here. I want you to talk about just quickly two things, uh, Connor Bedard's signing something on the draft table yep Yep. uh speculation is his elc but chicago hasn't said anything about it 
I heard it was a uh, like I told you. I think it's a. I think it's his parking pass. He, he was, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. filling out yeah. the form. Uh, what kind of plate you have and all that. Yeah. Um, apparently, one of the players uh, been has signed his ELC at the draft table. I don't know who, but uh, okay. I, I I saw that kind of floating. Oh, no, I saw that too. Yeah. Yeah, and um, uh, I was gonna say, and I wanted to pose this question because I remember it: combine, combine, combine. Yep. Uh, consolidated rankings. A lot of the picks from Montreal were not ranked. So someone had posed the question: Did Montreal host? And sorry for saying, uh, you know, sorry for everyone. Like, you know, it's hard for as, Hab, as a Habs fan not to be talk about the Habs. I mean, I think I think it's a really good idea for us to dive into other teams and and stuff in the summer. Like we said, it's the off season might be really boring, so we have time for that. Yeah. But, um, did Montreal, if so, because they got all these not ranked players, did Montreal secretly hold combines? I, so <laughs> when someone asked that, it made it got me thinking because I think Arizona got in trouble for doing that. Yeah, they did. They lost the first um, round pick for that. Now, didn't Philadelphia do something really sketchy with Mitchkov? Really? I heard he he did two interviews with them, and I can't imagine that, that was only in one day. So okay. I don't know. This is this is this is far left. Where is field. this coming from? Yeah, this is far left field here. Okay. Uh, little bird tripping on me told me that they apparently uh, Philadelphia's arena. And, and if if somehow a Flyer fan can come out and talk to me and say or or you know add us on Twitter, yeah, um, and say you're total BS, like this never happened, or if they said or if they say we did it legally and we did this. But what I heard was Air Flyers um, arena is under construction. But they had Mitchkov skating on the ice. In Philadelphia? Mm-hmm. Wow. That has to be illegal. That can't happen. So this well, was is the, he the, there like, for a the... figure skating class or what? <laughs> okay. Like I said, a little bird chirping in my ear. Okay. I'm not hearing from like uh, Elliot Friedman here. I'm here. Okay. I'm just, it's something like I'm almost posing a question here. Is this true, Flyers fans? Or am I just talking on my butt? And and it makes me think because if he's begging to go to Philly, yeah. uh, maybe he said, you know what? Like they believe in me and and they really like how I skate. I don't know, but um, I I don't know. I heard the the combine rumors about Montreal hosting p- potential illegal combines because they're drafting guys no one's even heard of. Uh, maybe Jack guy's brother was in town and they said, hey, come for a skate. And Mitchkov with uh, in. They said apparently they're mm-hmm. construction, under construction, but uh, I've I've heard uh, he was in Philadelphia going for a little skate. But I don't know. Like I said, I think that's nice. I think those are fun rumors to think about because it's going to get well, someone in trouble. Well, I mean, look, these <laughs> things usually either they really surface big time and they, they really hurt a team or mm-hmm. they just they stay really, really quiet about it. I think yeah. if they learned anything with the Chicago situation, is these these kind of things they better get a uh, in front of it and uh, before someone discovers it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This is very interesting, very cool. Um, I second your thought. I second your motion on having a Flyers person confirm this. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I maybe we won't begin. Uh, like I, I'll I'll look for the answer, and I might not yeah. get anything. Like I might search up on on Google or Twitter, or whatever. Mitchkov. Uh, skating at Philly and and nothing will pop up and I'll just kind of leave it alone. But hey, maybe I'm calling something out here. Uh, like mm-hmm. I said, I heard it from somebody, so I'm not going to give it any credit. Uh, yeah. They told me, and I said that's got to be illegal. <laughs> of <laughs> course. Happen. And and I saw on Twitter the whole combine thing. 
uh, Montreal picking people who don't no one knows about, but um, who knows, right? I mean, yeah. maybe maybe someone learned about the whole uh, uh, Cheka thing in in Arizona and how you know how hard the Batman cracked down on them taking their picks, and then they're like, okay, we got to really cover this up, and um, yeah, who knows? I mean, I can't imagine like. <sighs> Yeah, you know what? This is the perfect time where I'd say I'd love to have a Flyers fan come on here just to tell us what it's like to be in that city. Um, every time we look at that city, it's an old arena. We don't know. Like I've been actually to um, part of part of Philadelphia, but not really. I wouldn't mm-hmm. count that I wasn't actually in Philadelphia. I, I passed by. And I stopped by okay. for a sandwich, so but I didn't like, really. You're like Reinbacher, eh? So like I, I was there was once. once. <laughs> I was there once. Yeah. You know? um, Great city. It's. <laughs> It's like Kako with New York. I, I, wow, yeah. this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, I was there once, but like even there, like it's very. I wouldn't go as far as saying that they, you know, it's unflavor. Like it doesn't have a flavor like the Islanders. Um, but nothing really strikes me other than the Rocky stuff, you know, in Philadelphia. So um, I can't imagine that Mishkov went there and I said, "Wow, this is just as everything is gray and brown like in my hometown," you know. <laughs> yeah. I have no yeah. idea. So, yeah. Okay. And, and who knows? Maybe Briere sold them, and and he really liked it. Like like Fantilli with Columbus. I mean, you, you you should like if I was an NHL player getting drafted, I'd have my picks. Everyone does. So, uh, who knows? But uh, we'll see. Like we said, we will revisit this, and and who knows what it's like in a in a year here, or in a, yeah. even a couple of months. And I'm looking at um, the last thing I want to say is about th- that old Mishkov thing. If, in fact, he never did that and this was his first time being in North America, which I doubt, I don't know him, but I don't, you know, but imagine if it was his first time being in North America. Um, the guy is going to think here, like, we're all cowboys and it's all like about hats and country music and, you know, <laughs> yeah. just because yeah. it was in Nashville. But uh, I doubt it. I think these guys are loaded. Yeah. Um, I don't think they, it's their first time traveling. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, any other other thoughts about the draft, or we should we uh, wrap this up? I think we should wrap it up. I think um, we kind of talked about Montreal, and I'd like to like we're not done with this. I think I'd like to you you mentioned uh, Detroit, so mm-hmm. I could I could look at there's a couple of teams there that picked interestingly. I might look at I don't want to focus only on Canadian teams here, but Winnipeg was a little interesting to me, and and I, the reason. I think we're talking about Canucks and stuff, the situations they're in. Um, but I think I'll look into something and we might. Uh, I really I also enjoy it. watching those press, like immediate reactions of those GMs and head scouts as well. Um, I like to watch those interviews. So I'm not obviously going to watch the entire the interviews with all the GMs of all the teams, but uh, so those that are interest me the most and those that we know that they're not all about bullshit. Um, I'm interested to hearing what they have to say. So I might come back like in the next time with you and, and go through some teams that I want to talk about more specifically, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 yeah. I really want, Maybe we to, can I have as well uh, our first guest. We'll see. We'll try. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Okay. You talk about? Uh, no, I don't think anything else is happening. I think we kind of covered things pretty quickly and focused on the draft, which is what we're going to do anyways. Yep. Um, we'll see what happens in the next, uh, we kind of, like we said, usually it's, we're seeming to do it every once a week. So probably be a lot of news between then and there. Oh, I guess I'll pose this question. Yeah. Um, maybe not just for Montreal, but I guess in general, 
Um, you free agencies right around the corner. Yep. Um, any specific players you think are going else? So I'll, I'll name off some some top guys. Here we go. Yeah, got, please um, go ahead. Uh, and hold on, I've I, I'm not, okay. I'm not uh, okay. The Brinket is an RFA, so let me fucking put this as not RFA here. I have uh, I have a list here in front of me. Want me to go through it? Uh, I'm getting the list right now. Give me a second. Un momento, senor. Okay, okay, Esteban. <laughs> uh, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, OEL, Ryan O'Reilly, Vladimir Tarasenko, James Van Riemsdyk. This is what I'm saying about, uh, <laughs> you know, John Klingberg, Match Patch Ready, Milan Lucic, which is interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll point him out. Um, because is this the uh, 2007 to... All-Star team? <laughs> Exactly right. Um, Lucic going back to Boston, uh, rumored. I heard which would about be, that. Which would be good. I like it. I'd like yeah. to see him in a Bruins jersey again. Yep, me too. Um, as much as I'm on Team Dale Weiss. Mm-hmm. Um, Bergeron, but he's probably done. Jonathan Duran, uh, Jason Zucker, Gustav Nykvist. I mean, yeah, like Patrick Kane is most notable, but he's 34. Taves. Who knows what's going on with him? We discussed that last episode. O'Reilly, if he stays in Toronto, he moves on and how much he's getting. But these are all like 30 and over. There's no real young guy. The youngest is Matt. Oh, Dumba. But Dumba's kind of, I believe, is not as prominent anymore. I mean, maybe Minnesota takes him but, or keeps him, but definitely cheaper than six mil, I think. I watch um, watch New Jersey add some, some pieces. Just watch them. I know they have to resign Meyer and stuff, but... I, I wouldn't say that this is a team that's starting to, you know, they, they're getting some confidence. They're seeing that they, they think that they're in a good place. I personally don't think much of Dougie Hamilton, but I think they're, they're a place that think highly of themselves right now. They have a lot of confidence. They might I will be say, buyers. Yeah, I will say this. They did resign Meyer. They did it already? Yep. 8.8 oh, 8 million for eight okay. years. Highest paid player. So more than Hughes. Yeah. Um, there you go. Yeah. are Tatar and Miles Wood. Uh, so these are Miles Wood. Apparently, there's a little traction with Vancouver. Um, I don't know. Probably, I think Boston as well. I heard something about that, but he's a good player as well. Um, yeah. So if I'm them, I would take a look at Madamba. To be honest, they have uh, well, you just meant he's signed, and they have 10 million in gap space. I would go with Dumba if I'm them, or, or something. Yeah, like that, that would make sense. That would make sense. I think that's a good pickup for them. Bunting is your fate. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Sorry, my bad. Well, he's not even here. What the heck's going on? <laughs> I don't know. This is an old list from Sportsnet. Maybe it's not even. Oh, maybe I should. Anymore. Oh, there we go. Sorry, I wasn't even filtered. <laughs> there we go. Sorry, let's get it here. Re- redo. So we got Alex Kalorn. <laughs> you got yep. Max Domi. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Michael Bunting. You got Thomas Tatar. You got Evan Rodriguez, Connor Sheary, Phil Kessel. They're all going That's to Chicago. You... All of them. Everyone is going to Chicago. <laughs> he went to Bedard, yeah. And this is the thing. I said this about Bedard. If, we, if Montreal got Bedard, instant contender. Like, we got to... Carey Price start... is coming back. Carey Price <laughs> yeah. is already parking his car. Uh, yeah. Angela Price stage. is already unboxing her T-shirts. We're all ready to go. Yeah, he's going to... Carey Price announces Connor Bedard, but in his goalie gear. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see... I don't know. Like I said, I, I think... And obviously the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, Barbashev was. I think Barbashev was a good signing. I think getting letting go of Riley Smith and keeping Barbashev, he was a good pickup. 
Um, but I, if anyone else comes off that Vegas team, expect the Stanley Cup contracts, which I consider to be the overpaid contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, they're <laughs> uh, most notable Barclay Goudreau out of Tampa Bay going to New York Rangers for four times seven or what, I don't know what it was. But it's just like that was a that's just an example. I don't know. I, I, I expect UFA is always an overpay. I don't see Montreal picking up anybody. They might pick up a left winger. I wouldn't mind seeing someone like Kalorn. I might well, be Bertuzzi crazy here. Is, is UFA, but Bertuzzi I, hates Canada. Remember when he went, he didn't want to get vaccinated and he he wasn't yeah. eligible to play in any Canadian team. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't uh, know if it was a vaccine uh, thing or a Canadian thing, but uh, either way, I think it was UFA. a vaccine thing. I think it's okay. just coming over the border. He he only played home games at, or yeah, American. Yeah, games, exactly. But, uh, yeah. I was gonna say, um, I think I, I I see Boston keeping Bertuzzi. I I maybe there's been something. Mentioned well, that's why they the got reasons. rid of Hall. Maybe I don't know. It's yeah. just that an hour ago, Freeman oh. said that he's going to free agency. Oh, okay. Then maybe he's going to test the market here. I maybe. to tell you the truth, I might be crazy here. I like Kalorn. Signed Kalorn for a couple years in Montreal. Speaking of um, Kalorn, um, I'm going to completely change the topic on you. Uh, mm. Corey Perry to Chicago, unbelievable move. I love that move so much. Uh, I have to say, for someone who watched hockey for 20 plus years. I always thought Corey Perry was a pest up until he went to Montreal. Mm-hmm. And then we got to learn about his, his leadership. And someone said, you know, don't be surprised if he's a GM really, really soon after his retirement. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he ever, I don't think he was picked up by Chicago or in talks with them for an extension to go there to win a cup. I think he's there to set the culture for the, for the Bedard. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. um, yeah. You know, because as much as, as, yeah. as much as I hate Nick Foligno, having a, someone like Corey Perry in that locker room is going to be night and day. Yeah. I, I, I don't really recall. This is the crazy thing. I guess Caulfield and Suzuki, like having Corey Perry, like I, I, I think they saw him as kind of like this father figure in the locker room. And, yeah. He was. And, and he just completely ditched the dirtiness of his game and, and, and despite oh, well, except John Tavares. Yeah, I mean, he he did did, um, did do some funny stuff as so well, like throw, throwing I, I people's sticks. I think this sticks is a really then, smart pickup for yeah. seventh. I mean, who cares? No, it doesn't matter. I mean, the guy is there. He they paid a seventh basically just to have a phone call with him, try to convince him to sign with them. But uh, yeah, go yeah. play with uh, go play with the next Crosby and set a culture in Chicago. I mean, I would pay for that. I also, would, way more topic. than yeah, way more than than Nick Foligno. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, just jumping off topic, probably end it here. Uh, speaking of Crosby, um, there's just a recent video come, come came out. Crosby called uh, Brendan, Braden, Brendan or Braden, Yeager. Anyways. Yep, yep. Uh, yep. Called him and, and shows you that, if, you know, this guy is, a, like, I've always loved Crosby. And, and I, I wouldn't say he's the next Crosby here, but it's definitely good to see that they don't, you know, he's not just calling Malkin and Latang and saying, you know, legacy. <laughs> he's he's uh, calling the new kids up and being a captain. Yeah, no, it's it's good. I, I like uh, I like seeing that as well. Um, yeah. Anyways, okay, I think that's about it. Unless you have anything else. Did I cut off? <laughs> no, you're here. <laughs> oh, I'm you're here. Yeah, anything yeah. else? Not on my side. I mean, I think we should be we should be good here. Okay, sounds good. I think uh, we're good as well. I've got nothing else to talk about. We kind of went in a little bit, and uh, probably touched. I'm on glad we do. I'm, I'm glad we do these. I mean, this seems like we ran out, never ran out of things to say. Um, I hope our, our our listeners are enjoying this. We definitely do um, making this podcast. So, 
yeah, it's educational, and I, I kind of like to think about it. And like I said, I like to talk about hockey. And and right now, uh, if I was to talk about hockey on my Twitter, it would be a, a complete disaster. So, Twitter is a, <laughs> a, a much warranted vacation right now after this draft class, especially Habs fans. So, um, <laughs> yeah, let's promote this podcast. Let's get people listening to this. Um, this is way friendlier and, and less dramatic. So, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, Anything else? Nope, Boys, that's it. I wish you a good evening. Yeah, you, you too, man. And hopefully, right. I don't know what the weather's like in, in Calgary. Fantastic. But... It's uh, sunny up until 11 p.m. every day. So Yeah, we don't get that here. We get it only till like 9 something. But uh, we've got a couple more hours, so it's good. That sounds good. All right, sir. Have a good evening. We'll talk to you again. Okay. All right. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody.